The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World-Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages, we're back, we're ready. I'm happy to be back and at it again with these jabronis. And at the same time, I'm not gay, I'm married to a woman. A human woman. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified the human woman part because I thought you were married to a robot, but you know. You never know, man. It's 2023. Hey, I mean, inner, what is that? Inner species? Would no, that be inner species? Inner species erotica, fucko. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I didn't. I don't know the proper nomenclature. I'm a little behind. <laughs> That's why we're late, folks. I don't know the appropriate way to talk in 2023. Uh, we also have the Bombay bad boy, Big Rig Nick Utam. Thank you. Does anybody really know how to talk in 2023? It seems like we need to have um, fucking notifications pull up on all our all our phones for vocabulary every day, just in case. Would you believe me if I have an app that gives me a notification when it's time to drink water? Um, yeah, I 100% believe that. It wasn't by choice. It's just part of this other thing I'm using. But we don't need to talk about that here. And finally, folks, say hello to American Ramrod, Couch Kendo. Whatever. <laughs> oh my god just just because i can't spell that's okay it made for a good laugh and that's all that matters here on youtube god. so folks welcome into episode 373 of world-class bullshitters we're getting closer and closer to episode 400 we're getting closer and closer to our 200k subscriber special and we're getting closer and closer to the end of the year so folks let's make that happen this year like i was telling the guys off air we're in the mad dash to the end of 2023, starting 2024. And folks, 2024 is going to be a fun year for WCBS, but that fun starts tonight. You see, WCBS, WCBS, we're going to start traveling and doing a lot of stuff, and we're going to take you along on a journey with us. So in about two weeks, Nick and I will be at Halloween Horror Nights, so you can follow us uh, on that adventure. We'll do a live stream from the park. We'll have some other content. And the only way to get all of that is to make sure that you're subscribed to the channel and don't miss out on anything. So hit that bell notification and be following us on every platform. Also, a little later next month, I'll be in Las Vegas. So be on the lookout for a fun stream from the Vegas Strip. We'll have some content coming from out there. And I'll be going back to In-N-Out Burger, the number one thing I miss from living out west. Now, we've all had In-N-Out Burger, but we've never had it together, correct? Correct. That's correct. Yeah. We need to rectify that. We I need to buy everybody around the double doubles oh, animal shit, style. <laughs> oh, that'd be wonderful. And also, too, while we're talking about travel, Dion and I will be. Uh, I don't know how live we'll be. We'll definitely be lit. But uh, <laughs> we got the Michigan State game on my birthday this year, Dion. It's gonna be a a, a fun time. Oh, I remember it, dude. Just just set up the phone on on like some some stand while you're like. It's gonna, um, it's gonna be fun. We're definitely gonna tailgate. Yeah, definitely, definitely do that. Yeah, set up, set up the camera and tailgate and see. It's gonna be fun trying to answer questions and doing that shit while you guys are just getting lit the whole time. Well, folks, the only way yep. to have fun with us in that is to make sure that you watch our all live streams. So that'll be what are we? Is it MSU Ohio State or is it Michigan Michigan State? It's Michigan Michigan State. Fuck yeah, you're going down, Wolverines. We should start chanting Wolverines. We like don't that. have a coach, and our co our the coach, the dude who was the coach. Dumb enough to trap to cheat on his wife, and and 
it's going to be a long season until then. So you yeah. being here is going to be a nice breath of fucking fresh air on an already horrible MSU season. So yeah. thank <laughs> you for being my best friend and and bringing light to my goddamn shitty alma mater right now. <laughs> well, buddy, that's where we became friends. And I guess that's where we'll die. You know, convenient return to the Jedi style. I don't what the know. Fuck? I, I don't know. I don't want to die. I'm not ready to go. But... <laughs> Folks, follow us on all these journeys. You never know where WCBS is going to be next. And next year we'll be in Philadelphia. We'll be all over the world. So be on the lookout for more world-class bullshitters. We're putting the world in world-class in 2024. Now, folks, we always start off our show with thanking our patrons. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who's been joining at the higher tiers. We appreciate all the support. As of late, you guys have received the License to Kill commentary. You've received two bonus episodes. And you received a few other... Uh, extra topics over on that platform, but the guys and I wanted to celebrate Schlocktoberfest a little early, so if you're a patron, starting probably, maybe this weekend I got the con, so I can't give you guys a solid date, but probably next week for sure, about Tuesday, you guys are going to start celebrating Schlocktoberfest with us. We made a series that we can't put on YouTube for very specific reasons, so if you'd like to hear something that's too spicy for YouTube, make sure you're a patron over at WorldClassBS, uh, patreon.com slash WorldClassBS to be exact, and that way you can listen to us talk about some uh, some horror topics that we've never covered before. Now, Nick, yes, yes, how yes. important are the topic? Let's put it like this: horror movies have very, very many important elements to them to make them truly great. But the well, things we talked about last night make them the greatest. Well, Jeff, there, there there are three requirements for for horror movies, and some people adhere to them, some people don't. The ones who do are are the true masters of the art. The ones who don't can go fuck themselves. Um, <laughs> Um, you, I, I won't, I won't say the first one, but you, people probably know the horror fans out there know what they are. Uh, first one, I can't say it, but the other one is uh, blood, uh, blood and beast. So take with that what you will. Uh, don't want to get uh, tagged here on YouTube for no reason. Well, that but, makes a hundred percent sense, and that is completely crystal clear, Nick. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just. I'm glad. I'm glad you could you could decipher it, Kenda. That's what really matters. Well, I mean, Kenda was there, so he was he would know. If he couldn't decipher it, I have a lot of questions, Kendo, about your short term memory. But Dion, we're gonna make sure that you uh you know about the topic we covered because it's perfect for you. It's about white women. <laughs> yeah. yeah, survivor girls and things like that. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so, folks, that's over on Patreon. Now, we have our word of the day. We're going to keep things structured tonight. Now, guys, the word of the day comes from our friend Shrebels08, and it's Blue Waffle. Star Wars, the force is Blue Waffle. Blue Waffle, and Blue Waffly and the Bandit. You Blue Waffle twice, and the Blue Waffle and me. I dig the last one. That's, uh... <laughs> I'm glad people... I'm glad I, I guess it's... I'm glad they brought it back. I don't know. It's been a while since I've heard uh, the term blue waffle, so. <laughs> Yay. Well, leave it to Shrubbles Await to give us a really interesting word of the day. It puts us on our feet. It makes us world class to give him such titles as the good, the bad, and the blue waffle. <laughs> I prefer Poontang. Well, don't we all? Well, I mean, well, not everybody. There's, well, we're not going to get into that. Well, I meant just the four <laughs> there of us. <laughs> Dion's into Robotang. Is that your new movie, Dion? Robotang? Is Robotang. that the, the follow-up to Terminigro? 
Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's it's exactly what you think it is. Oh God! Now now there's another another title I have to I have to put on the list and write a synopsis for. Thanks. I think what we should do economically is to write all these things down, create five to seven page comic stories, and release an anthology, WCBS Comics Anthology. It'll follow Terminigro, Buffalo Jeff, Robo Tang, and all of our other wonderful creations here on the channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That sounds good. Um, yeah. That'll work. It always does. So folks... We have a fun night tonight planned for you, so hit that thumbs up button to let YouTube know that you enjoy this content. And after tonight's stream, make sure you check out our video we dropped earlier today, the toy video over from last weekend. And we got a nice video covering Leslie Jones and Ghostbusters coming out on Saturday morning. Needed the extra time to make sure it's world class. But tomorrow we'll have our clips, so anybody that misses the full show can catch us later and uh, in a more digestible way. Now guys, this is the first time we've been together all four of us, in quite a few weeks. But I want to give a shout-out and a thank you to our replacement bullshitter, Etep Bakuyan from The Place to Be Reviews. Uh, Etep's a hell of a guy. He came to Horror Hound to hang out with us, and it was a blast. So I want to give a shout-out to him. And folks, if you need extra content here on YouTube, The Place to Be Reviews is the place to be. Now, Nick, it was you last week that was away in New York. What was it like seeing the Ghostbusters house, and how many times did you cry? <laughs> No, it was it was awesome seeing it. I mean, it, you know, it was, it was like the only requirement I had during that trip. Um, took, took the subway down there and went to go see it. Um, no, it was great. It was great to see it in person. It was awesome. Uh, it, you know, it's like in the you wouldn't you wouldn't really guess where it is, and like the way that you know it's shot is, I guess, vastly different from you know the area that they kind of put it in. Um, but it was you know it was awesome to see. I tried knocking on the door and getting them to answer me and trying to get seeing if I could get like a T-shirt from them or something, but nobody was answering the door at that time so i don't know i tried they probably looked at the people and was like nope <laughs> probably did not, probably on, not did. on the anniversary of this week not happening well speaking of which i did i did i did travel that day uh i did i, I did actually fly up to new york on 9 11 and uh a couple, That's a couple family. Of, yeah. Keeping yeah. family traditions are we <laughs> following, following my in, in my father's footsteps um <laughs> But uh, no, the, 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 it was funny because two of my cousins like freaked the fuck out, and my only worry was, oh, I hope I don't get like flagged and pulled pulled over, you know, pulled to the side and like you know have to have to have the uh, the glove treatment or something like that. That was my worst worst fear. That didn't happen, so it was fine. But my two cousins like went crazy, like, oh my god, why are you why are you flying this day and you know this, you know the same time as this the, the whole thing happened. I'm like, chill. First of all, it's been 20 because years. Because I don't think anybody's going to try to do a reenactment on this day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they were they were very like they kept texting they kept texting me and like trying to call me and I was like I will I will message you when I land. Calm the fuck down. It was just like are you guys just disinept and just just like like what the fuck's wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? It was terrible. Now, Nick, you brought up the white glove treatment. Some people pay extra for that, so you would have got a free bonus upgrade to your uh, flight God. experience. Yeah, that's true. Most action I've seen all year. Um. Well, 2023 was interesting for all of us. Dion married a robot. You got your jollies <laughs> off at the PSA. Yep. Uh, Kendo was there. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I mean... Um, um, yeah, New York. There was so many fucking people, and like every every step was a new smell. It was any uh, of them good? No. Yeah. No. 
Well, at least it wasn't like L.A. It goes like this. It goes, fresh air, weed, piss. Fresh air, weed, <laughs> piss. Weed, weed, piss. Piss, piss, weed. Like, after a while, man, you just become nose blind to live in a garbage dump. But I'm glad New York at least had a variety of flavors of smells. It was like <laughs> garbage, human waste, uh, whatever that weird smell coming from that restaurant was, and smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- that's... You know, it was it, it was fine. I was only there for about four days. It was okay. Uh, did go see the memorial. That was you know that's something else I wanted to do as well. Um, it was you know it's seeing it in pictures is different than seeing it in person. Uh, didn't didn't do the museum because I probably wouldn't have been able to handle it. It would have been too much. Um, but I just wanted to go see the memorial for sure. And uh, me and mom went to go see. It. We walked past it and took some pictures and stuff, and that was it. So, but yeah, it was a very humbling experience to see that. Last time I was in New York, I didn't have an opportunity to check that out. So next time I go, I might have to see it for myself. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That one, like, yeah, that that and the Ghostbusters thing were like the only two like hard requirements I had uh, when going there. Like that was my only thing. Was, like just those things is all I want to do. Anything else? And like I was with family, so like we were always running around and trying to like fucking herd cats to get us all to like you know do one thing or be in one place or get ready. And uh, it was terrible. Now. Since we're talking about Ghostbusters, obviously, folks, you're all excited for Wokebusters. I'm only 25 pages away from being done, so that's going to be exciting. It'll be done by the end of the year, like I promised, and we're going to take care of it and ship it out to you. But I didn't really want to talk about Wokebusters right now outside of that. Uh, I wanted to bring up how Ghostbusters 2016 is back in the news. Now, this is the movie that some call the gift that keeps on giving, especially here on WCBS. We've been talking about the film since it was new, and uh, we didn't like it then. We're not here to go on about it now. But Leslie Jones, the actress that played Patty Tolan, the Ghostbuster with a Cadillac, uh, was talking about the terrible experience she had making the film. Now, I'm not here to vilify the fans or praise her, but I did find it interesting. Would you believe she only got paid 1% of what Melissa McCarthy got paid for that movie? I can believe it. But they were all a team, right? (laughs) Melissa McCarthy sure as shit didn't go, hey... Leslie, what'd you get paid? You deserve more. But hey, it's a Cadillac. And Paul Feig was all on Twitter <laughs> yeah, yeah. last year, all pissed off because the new one wasn't in this set. All right, well, bitch, you didn't pay Leslie, so here's an extra. Go fuck yourself. And the movie still <laughs> sucks, Paul. Oh, God. It, it's it's one of those things where it's like you're, you're just realizing this now. You didn't like have your agent negotiate better or something like I don't but I don't hey, know all that all that all that's all talk right you know they they were doing the fucking press junket and you know you know we're this is this is gonna be a great movie and you know we're all friends motherfucker Chris and Wig and Leslie Nielsen were both on SNL and Melissa McCarthy you mean Leslie Jones nine percent times what Leslie got that's crazy that's crazy, but again, Paul Feig loves him, right? And uh, and and Sony, hey Sony, this was a big, st- it was a it was a huge movie, right? Yeah, they love women, especially when they can get them on the cheap. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, and and the, yeah, and it's 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 funny. Like, why didn't Paul Feig like stand up for her and get her paid more? What a coincidence! Hey, you know? but remember, Paul Feig. He, oh, you know, he's a huge Melissa McCarthy. What did he say? He was like, if you don't think that they're funny, uh, you're a misogynist piece of shit or whatever he said right yeah. before. Yep. 
uh, right before the main press junkie started. But hey, Paul Feig didn't go and fight for it, did he? But hey, we're the assholes. Yep, we're the assholes. Well, duh. We're people that just voiced our opinions. We're not allowed hey, to do that. It's almost as if movies that lean very heavily into the morality side of it tend to always have some skeleton in the closet with his middle finger up, right? Because again, <laughs> he was very, very adamant about his roster for the movie. He defended why, you know, Chris Hemsworth was, you know, was pretty much underutilized. And they loved the fucking shooting the uh the marshmallow man in the dick. That was a funny, that was a really funny joke, right? But we're not gonna pay the actresses that we wanted to tell the world that we loved. Hey Paul, hey Paulie. Well, the interesting part is in uh, Leslie Jones' book that she was bitching about the movie, obviously she starts off with blaming the internet keyboard warriors that dwell in their parents' basements. But the thing she talked about that made me realize, I don't think this woman actually knows about movies. She was bitching about the budget. She's like, they didn't give us enough money, and that's why the movie failed. If they would have gave us more money, it would have been a hit. And I thought to myself, Leslie, that's, I don't think that's not how it works. Gonna actually work. No. No. No, no. She's like, there was a Michael Jackson thriller style parody that we were going to do, and that was going to change everything. She's like, we filmed it, and everyone knew the movie was going to be a big hit. I'm like, lady, uh... I don't think you understand that the issue wasn't women, the issue wasn't your skin color, because she goes on to complain about that. And the stuff she dealt with isn't cool, so I'm not going to act like that was fine or acceptable. But she acted like people don't like black Ghostbusters, and I don't know how to contact her directly. <clears throat> Kendo, who's your favorite Ghostbuster? Winston. What color is Winston? Uh, he is a wonderfully smooth, dark chocolate. And now, just for clarification, you're the only white person on this show, but he's your Last favorite Ghostbuster. So that kind of spits in the face of Leslie Jones' theory that we're all racist. Yep, and it's been that way ever since I was a kid. This isn't like some kind of thing I came up with like recently to be like, oh, I got to make sure everybody sees how non-racist I am by picking the black guy. I've always been a Winston guy. Yeah, ever, ever since joined the podcast, we talked about it. And you're, yeah, you're that Winston was before I even knew you guys were black. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I had no idea before the podcast. <laughs> the African-American Bombay bad boy Nick Utam. Yeah. <laughs> just, keep, just keep adding ethnicities to my fucking title. Just control. keep doing it. Just keep doing it. I'm trying to, trying to, I'm trying to collect them like, 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 uh, like Infinity Stones. He's going to be like the Tiger Woods of the podcast. He's going to be every ethnicity. Yep. What happens yep. when you I have fried like, rice, a low fried chicken for chisel? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, good times. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, we just wanted to give you guys a little teaser of that. Um, some people in the chat are joking. We calling you woke, Kendo. No, uh, the one thing that people relate to is the character of Winston because he's the everyman. He's the yeah. character that everyone can go. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But I understand what it would be like to be the fish out of water dealing with ghosts and monsters and all this other horse shit that'll turn you white. So, yeah, yeah that's true. Um, I mean, and, and it's one of those things where like money was never the issue. I mean, we've seen movies that have $300 million budgets fail and money's never the issue. The issue is, you know, the story and the way it's presented and, you know, the way it's the way it's um, made. That's the thing. I mean, hell, look at look at A24. They have a bunch of they have movies that are made for under $10 million that make the money back in a weekend because the story is good and people want to go watch it. You know, so it's never it's not the money. It's like the presentation and the story. Is it good enough for people to 
go watch and then they can tell their friends and be like, yo, check this out. This is good. Like, that's what it really boils down to. You know, it wasn't something that friends were going to be talking about. This movie was doomed from the start. And folks, to not sound redundant, you guys can go back into the WCBS archives and listen to us talk about the film as it was about to be released till now. If anything, World Class Bullshitters is the perfect... It's not even a time capsule. If you need a cultural timeline... for this movie. Yeah, and I... Did I make it through that one? No, I no, didn't. No, you didn't even make it into that movie. I think you were out like after the movie shortly began, and then Nick crashed about in the middle through. in the middle of the movie or something. And then Dion and I were the only two that carried it to the finish line. That's yeah, the best one because uh, Hillary was watching with us too. <laughs> Is that the yeah, one where even even Hillary found it fucking annoying? She's like, I hate this. Yeah, because she was like, "What is this?" Because I think wasn't that when we watched that and uh, Force, Force Awakens? Awakens. Yep. Yep, that was rough. Isn't it great we don't ever have to watch that for the channel ever again? Yeah, we got that one out of the way like six years ago. Yeah, I wish it never existed, but hey, thanks for all the clicks, Paul Feig. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and it's well, one of those things know. where, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. It was doomed from the start as soon as they did it and announced it. And, you know, the lack of, and like they, they could have put that money into making a proper part three, but that never happened, and that was unfortunate. Um, they just wanted to, you know, make something, I, I think, that was quick and easy that had Ghostbusters in it, or Ghostbusters-esque, and that's this is what we got. Well, at least well, after, you know, like, fix some stuff. And, and, and I said it when we were saying it when 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 the trailer first dropped, right? You know, you know, it, it was, you know, Fall Out Boy redid, you know, they did a song, was it Not Afraid or whatever the fuck that song was, you know, and it, and and it the was whole terrible. thing... Like you, said, like you perfectly said, it was a cash grab, right? It, it was it was the epitome of the gender swap uh, con, which you know I specifically say a con because you know that movie was engineered, you know. So the whole you know, and which is funny to me that she brings up that they had some thriller thing planned, you know. That's you admitting that the whole process was a gimmick, and and like you said, it it it's, it does suck about how you know the internet of, of course you know trolls are trolls right and that fucking sucks that she didn't deserve that but you know i it makes me laugh my black ass off that they everyone is doubled down so paul feig doubled down on twitter getting mad you know now she's writing her book and, and how her experience was so bad but it makes it so funny that they're accidentally admitting how much of a sham that movie. Like we we knew it was going to be big, and we needed more money, and we were going to do a thriller themed video that would have made it even better. First of all, I have never in the history of being alive on this planet seen a promotional music video be the reason why the fucking movie is a huge hit. That's hilarious. So you. Th- them admitting that that was a gimmick that they were going to run is further proof that the movie sucks. Then you have the whole thing with how she got paid, you know, 1% of what Melissa McCarthy got paid. Again, Melissa McCarthy was making movie after movie after movie. Multiple of, of those movies weren't fucking good. She was going through her, you know, flavor of the month phase, which everyone fucking knows, especially when it comes to the reboots and franchises. They do that. They put whoever is hot in it to quickly pull the wool over the fucking audience's eyes when the movie isn't fucking good. And then, of course, 
oh, we needed more money. What the fuck does that even mean? Not to mention the countless stories of movie productions that, and especially sequels that have smaller budgets, but what specifically about not having enough money is the reason why it failed, Leslie? Are you saying that you needed more money to market the movie? Which we know one would be either you don't know what you're talking about, like Jeff said, or you're lying because the movie was everywhere. It Fall Out Boy made a goddamn song for it. So it can't be the marketing part, right? So are you saying that it needed more money in the production? Okay, well, one, it was Sony, who is known not to skimp on certain things, especially on blockbuster films, which is what they wanted Ghostbusters to fucking be. So you know that that's not true coming from Sony. Are you saying that some of the effects were bad? Because everyone, including her, defending how the movie looked and how much CGI was made because it was a modern retelling of the thing. So if it's a modern retelling thing, why wouldn't you say that then? You waited until seven years later. Okay, so maybe it's not the production. So what else? Are you saying that you needed more money to make the movie be better? Are you saying that the actresses specifically starring should have had more money, which is you admitting that you guys half-assed it. So if you're saying that if you got paid more money, which again, I'm not saying that's what she's saying. I'm trying to follow out what she means by it. So if it's not the other things that you're saying that if you got paid more, it would have been better. So you were half-assing. If you got paid 99% more, you would have tried harder. Is that what you're saying? Are you saying that the other, your co-stars didn't try hard? Are you admitting that maybe a lot of the ways that you guys portrayed your characters was the same way that you do shit in other movies? Is that what you're saying? I'm, that, I love that she's tattling on herself because there's no way in hell that someone seriously goes, if we had more money, the, the movie would have been better. That is fucking hilarious. It was a summer blockbuster. How much more money did you need? It's, it's, it's just... It's, I understand wanting to be mad at the fucking internet. And this is why Samuel Jackson and Brie look so fucking stupid. You wrote a book admitting that you either half-assed it or you're just doubling down and coming up with off-the-wall bullshit, which makes the movie look even worse now because you were either half-assing it on purpose because you wanted more money or you're trying to say that people half-assed the production of the movie, which is what people were saying in 2016. So, so it can't be the internet. It can't be the internet's fault when you're admitting that you guys were half-assing the goddamn movie. And you thought this was a good idea, Leslie? You thought this was a good idea? Because it doesn't sound like a good idea from where I'm sitting. No, and the $144 million budget. It brought in $229 million worldwide. We know that the math is 2.5 times the budget just to break even, and it didn't do that. So, yeah, it was a flop. Uh, is there anything else you guys right. want to say it, about this? Well, it just goes to show you how out of touch million. these actors are. Yep. Say what? Yep. Like, imagine being a part of a production that loses $70 million, and one of the stars says we needed more money. Like, imagine that. Like, that's that's if we needed more money. You guys lost 70 million. More money was not the problem. Even if she believes, if she truly in her heart of hearts believes that the movie was that good, you lost 70 million dollars. I am not going to be a part of something that's worth 70 million dollars. You lost that. However it happened, um, even if we're going to say it's not your guys' fault, 
However it happened, they lost 70 million fucking dollars. There's no way in any other facet of earth, if you lost that amount of money and you said, I needed more money to get this done the correct way, there's no way you don't get slapped in the face. That's hilarious. That's, if I cost my job millions of dollars and then said, oh, it failed because you need to give me more money, I get fired on the fucking spot. They'd be like, get your black ass out of here and we're going to find someone who doesn't say things that incredibly stupid. That's that's so fun. $70 million, Leslie, <laughs> and you're saying that you needed more money? Why? So you could lose $140 million? That's why, that's, that's not, that's not, to your point, that's not even, the, the, that's not even understanding how off the reservation she is. That's someone who is so ingrained in not admitting that mistakes were made that you're going to, you're going to admit that you're incompetent in writing. In writing, that's the I that's so monumentally stupid. I have a question for you. you. That's so funny. What the does fuck? Your, does your work regularly refer to your black ass instead of just calling you Dion? Uh, yeah, it's actually on my uh, my access controller. <laughs> yeah, his his that's his, his handle. His name tag his name tag his work is a little bit longer than normal because it's Dion my black ass green. You know. <laughs> Wait, you got I an MBA? Is that why you got the job? Nope, that's, listen, this is worth time, baby. Yeah, man, I got an MBA, my black ass. Hire me. <laughs> Pay me 50 grand more a year. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, guys, oh while we're talking about inept stuff, and by the way, folks, keep hitting that thumbs up button to let YouTube know that you enjoy this content and to let us know uh, what you want us to cover more, send us an email to worldclassbsatmail.com, the best mail. Dot com. Or follow us on Twitter and say, hey, guys, would you mention this? Uh, we definitely Dot com. pay attention to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, I definitely want us to bring back a couple drinking streams for Schlocktoberfest at least to celebrate killer clowns from outer space. But do you think we should give the audience an opportunity, maybe create a poll or a voting system and that way they can vote on uh, what they want to hear us talk about in 2023. That's fine. We could do that. And they better vote for killer clowns from outer space. Oh, no, that's happening. No matter what they get an extra oh, okay. one. That killer clowns is... from outer space is for us. Yeah. Christopher Titus's first, uh, first film appearance in that movie. What is that guy up to? I used to love Christopher <laughs> Titus's TV show. Uh, he he does he does a comedy special every every year or two. So I think he he put one out recently. I think his this stuff's pretty good. I enjoy it. Yep, yep. He was arguing with people on Twitter, man. That's uh, pretty. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Now, guys, to give us a little breathing room before we jump into our next topic. Last week we played our box office uh, guessing game. Do you remember what the film was? Because I have the notes, but I forgot to write um. down the film. It was my. It was uh, Jesse Outlaw Jesse Black, right? Oh yeah, the Outlaw oh, Jesse God. Black. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, oh my God! Yeah, it was. By the way, I, I I did go see that this last weekend. How was yeah, it? Hillary and saw it uh, Sunday. Oh, man, I, I I liked it. It was uh, it was good. I, I read why it took. I read why it didn't come out. Uh, it why it took so long for him to come out for it for him to let it you know come out. Uh, it was because of COVID. That he didn't, uh, he wanted to be in theaters and have the theatrical experience, and that's why he wanted to like shelve it until you know theaters were safe again, basically. Damn, I mean, I respect 
Gotta respect it. I liked it a lot too. Hillary fucking loved it. Uh, you know, I I was a tad disappointed. I thought it was gonna be closer to Black Dynamite, but it was actually it was like it, it still had funny moments, but it was a little a little bit more serious than I thought it was gonna be. So it was yeah, it was it, it yeah, was, yeah, it, yeah. It was because yeah, I was you. Yeah, I was expecting a little more Black Dynamite and being like constantly funny and constantly being jokes. But they, I guess, they want a little bit more heart, heart in it, and a little more meaning than, uh, than, than Black Dynamite. I guess they wanted to differentiate it from the uh, from Black Dynamite. So, it was still good. It was still a one. Uh, it was still a, a fun movie to go watch. I'm glad I, I gave it my money yeah. for sure. For sure. Yep. 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 Now, speaking of money, let's talk about this and let's play next week's game. So we all guessed, and Nick, you weren't here, so they guessed for you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Dion guessed yeah. the film would open to thirty-five million. Uh, Kendo <laughs> guessed the film would open to twenty-five million. Etep guessed thirty million, and I guessed fifteen million, and Nick guessed a dollar. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Guess what, oh. Nick? You won. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's Price is yep. Right rules, dude. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, the Outlaw Johnny Black. While it looks good, and I want to watch it, it only made a whopping one hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars. Ah, so Nick for wins. comparison. It's only slightly more successful than Stealing Solo, and Stealing Solo didn't really have a budget that it needed. It was just, you know, me. Yeah. So I hope this movie makes more because Michael Jai White is a good actor. I enjoy his work quite a bit, and it kind of sucks that uh, it just did not resonate with audiences. Well, I mean, yeah. I think I think it's gonna take a while, and um, I know he what he's what he has his own studio in Connecticut. Like he has he's he's out. He's not in Hollywood. He's on you know in Georgia. He's in Connecticut with his own studio. So that's where he's built his. Um, this, this place so he's trying to do his own thing man it's not it's not it's not easy so any support uh, is you know is welcome for sure now this week's film is one that we're all kind of interested in i know we've all seen the other films in this franchise but this weekend is the expendables four or expend four bowls is the way it's written <laughs> and this one stars stallone dolph lundgren randy couture curtis 50 cent jackson and some other people that i don't recognize and Andy Garcia as well. And Megan 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 Fox is in this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Statham's wife, and then she, she replaced Charisma Car- Carpenter. Uh, anyway, let's guess. What do you think it's going to make, Dion? Uh, opening, I'm going to say. You know what? I'll say. I'll say it'll do a nice. I'll say. Yeah, I you know what. I'll say forty mil. I'll say it'll open to forty. Forty million, Nick. Uh, 45. Kendo. One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, 16 million dollars. I don't think this movie can flop, but I... It's weird how some movie... For some films, the box office is clearly alive and well and thriving. In other movies, people just don't give a shit about. And as much as I loved the first Expendables and enjoyed the other two... I think the Expendables train has sailed, so I don't think this movie's going to be a hit. Um, yeah, I mean, but also I think it's a blatant action movie, and people are going to go watch it because of that. Like they know what they're getting with it, and I think they're going to go check it out because you know it's something to watch on the weekend. They're going to go yeah. get. They're going to go to the dining theater, have some drinks, you know, have some snacks, and just you know, kind of turn off their brain and enjoy like just the blatant action, kind of like John Wick or you know, an Equalizer movie or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. I. I should have listened to Dirk McGurkelstein and went $2. That would have been the smart play. <laughs> Oops. Well, next week I'll be that guy. 
So, yes, uh, Outlaw Johnny Black. And now the way the rankings stand is we're still tied. Nobody has had a runaway hit. Nick got last week's point. The week before that, who did we have? I believe I won the nun. Wait, no. I won that one. Kendo won that one. I won the week before, and Dion won the week before that. So all right, we are all tied up. WCBS, it's a <laughs> well, it's a wash. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll play till the end of the year, and the winner of that gets a Jersey Mike's gift card and a free car wash from Mike's. Ooh, I like Jersey Mike's. I do too. I live a, I live close to one. I walk there every once in a while and get an Italian sub. But I also add bacon because bacon makes everything better. It does. It does. I don't trust people if they don't eat bacon. It's nothing to do with their religion. If people are just like, I don't eat bacon. I'm just like, ah, I don't eat at your house. So, Right. Well, like, do you not like nice things? The delicious, smoky breakfast smell that makes every day better. Right. Like, have you ever had a bad day when you wake up to the smell of bacon? Because I haven't. Nope. Not a single goddamn thing. Not that I can think of. Well, folks, if you've ever had a bad day waking up to bacon, let me know in the chat. But if you love bacon, press one right now. Joseph Bienowicz in the chat says, bacon is a gift from God. Right. Hmm. Um, So we're going to have a fun night hanging out with the audience, folks. Now, speaking of hanging out, if you're in the Midwest, you should come down to the Cincinnati Comic Expo. I will be there tomorrow. I will be there Saturday and Sunday. We'll have the WCBS banner. We'll be selling Stealing Solo. We'll be... I might do some convention sketches. I picked up a couple... uh, uh, sheets of paper i got some new pencils and markers so maybe every time i work at con we have a lot of fun we have uh, good success and this one will be the first comic expo i've ever worked as wcbs guys so it'll be a lot of fun because we have a lot of crossover in that community so follow us on twitter folks for all of that fun this weekend uh you'll probably see pictures we'll do some interviews i'll hang out Uh, I'll get one of my friends to film it. I'll talk to some cosplayers this weekend. It'll be part of our convention series, folks. We had some interesting stuff at Horror Hound where Dion talked to a giant anthropomorphic rat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good time. Oh, my God. We should do a thing, a segment called Dion and the White Women, and it'll just be Dion Dion talking to white women. Oh, my God. Let's, let's. It comes as a second nature to me, and obviously, you know, they tend to like me a lot. Let's, buddy. I'm in the I mean, same I don't, boat. I, I understand I want, your uh, situational. Let, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. That sounds fun, but I don't want Dean to, you know, not not have a home to live in at some point or something. Oh, he will be monitored at all right, times. Right. Don't worry. Right. Exactly. No. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, we got to take precautions. Yeah. You are my friend, after all. You think I want to let you uh, make that mistake? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Good Who man. Do you think Good I man. am? Uh, Curtis Lindenfield. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Good old Curtis Lendenfield. Folks, if you want to learn more about Curtis Lendenfield, go back to our archives. Or don't. It's up to you. (laughs) 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 All right. So, uh, guys, let's talk about some of the stuff that's in the title tonight. So let me pull up a picture of probably one of the biggest news stories this week. I have been receiving emails, and this is not an exaggeration, every couple hours talking about this guy. The actor... Russell Brand. Now, you all know Russell Brand is the Australian from films like Master and Commander. He played Superman's dad. That's Russell Crowe. I'm wrong. Russell Brand is a British comedian who's pretty funny. I liked his his Aldous Snow and his uh, two films that he played. And overall, he was okay. I never really loved Russell Brand, but I never disliked Russell Brand's brand of comedy. But right now, Russell Brand is in the news 
for a lot of stuff. So I first became aware of this when I received an email from whatever automated service I'm on from the BBC saying that Russell Brand has been taken off of BBC because his content does not meet the, meet the standards. Then I saw that he's been demonetized on this platform because of allegations. And I talked to our lawyer yesterday about some of this stuff, and I kind of read the room about all of it to see what people think about it. So we're going to talk about what's going on. We're going to talk about some of the, the dirty stuff. And I want to know what everyone out there thinks. So folks in the chat will be paying extra close attention right now to hear what you have to say about Russell Brand. But before we talk about his allegations... Uh, let's ask, I want to know what everyone thinks. So, Kendo, you've lived in the UK. Uh, were you ever a Russell Brand fan? No, I'm on record as saying I've hated Russell Brand. I didn't think he was funny. I thought he was a loud, obnoxious fucking twat. Good usage of word right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, now we'll get into it when we start talking about the other things, because he's had a change of heart about some things, and I kind of like the fact that he's speaking out. Uh, Kendo, thank you. Nick, what about you? Um, I mean, I, I saw him in a bunch of this, the Judd Apatow stuff, you know, back in the day, and I was like, oh, he's he's okay. I watched Get Him to the Greek, and I thought that was, you know, a fairly good movie. He was fine, but, I mean, I've never really cared about him too much. And then he changed lanes and became... I, I, th I, th I, thought, I thought when he changed lanes, he'd be trying to become a fucking guru or something, and, like offer people spiritual guidance on YouTube and then I, I, I saw some of his clips I'm like oh he's not doing that he's trying to be like you know he's trying to tell people the way the way it is and then seeing his clip on I think it was Bill Maher and I was like oh, okay this is who he is now okay gotcha but you know again these are allegations you know we we know nothing definitively right now exactly uh, Dion what about you um, I thought it was okay I you know I he was one of the few things I liked about Get Him to the Greek, him and him and uh, Puff Daddy were pretty funny in that. I, you know, I liked him a lot in Forgetting Sheriff Marshall. You know, um, if anything, you know, uh, you know, Russell Brand was very clearly a um, self-aware caricature for a very long time. Uh, I started liking him a little bit more when he was very open about, you know, the shit that he was going through, especially when he was, you know. Kind of, kind of at the at near the near the top of Mount Olympus in terms of fame. So I was kind of like, okay, he's at least sharing stuff. Uh, and then you know he started to do the the online uh, grift thing, which is which is whatever. You know, you do what you gotta do. Um, so I never disliked Russell Brand. Um, you know, he was just kind of an eccentric English dude who said wild shit every once in a while. And then apparently was the editor of a tabloid for a little bit, which I thought was fucking hilarious. And then he fucked that up and was talking about it. So I was like, hey, maybe he's not that bad. So I, I never had anything against him, but damn, that that Alfie movie was really fucking bad. I felt bad for him after that shit. I forgot that even happened, <laughs> to be completely honest, because I saw the original one and then... Wait, he didn't do Alfie. He did um, the Dudley Moore movie, the drinking one. Uh, oh, yeah, not Alfie. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Shit. Arthur. Thank you. Thank you. Arthur, not Alfie. Thank you. My mistake. Yeah. Yeah, Arthur. I'll, damn. Because I, I wanted that one to be good. I remember I actually watched it, and I was like, damn, Russ. 
Damn. Arthur, the original Arthur was always a hard movie for me to watch because Dudley Moore was really sick when we were growing up and he would be on TV. And so it would be like, I think he had some kind of neurological disorder. And I'm not here to make fun of anyone, but it was always like his interviews were difficult to watch because you're like, oh, I feel bad. Maybe this is kind of exploitative and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you watch the movie where he plays a lovable drunk and he's slurring his lines and crazy and this and that. And you're just like, is this funny? I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about it. But it, Russell Brand's version of Arthur is like that perfect, not not a good film, but it's the perfect vehicle when you're trying to like establish an actor. Let's dust off something right. old and we'll put a yep. new twist on it. A new yep. spin, if you will. And it never works. Um, right. You know, it's just another pointless remake, like Ghostbusters that we talked about a little earlier in the show. But um, the stuff, the allegations against Russell Brand right now. So because the internet is what it is, everyone digs up every little thing you say. Uh, you could have said something once in 1999. You could have said something once 10 years ago. It's going to pop up now, and that's how it works. So there's all sorts of allegations about Russell Brand. People are looking very closely into his uh, his background and his history. And now you're seeing, after he's been essentially uh, put on ice, new things keep popping up. Now, there is he's being investigated over allegations of sexual assault. Now, this information that we're using comes from... Uh, the New York Post. Now, he's been accused of assaulting four women, including one who is, uh, we're not going to just, no one's really afraid to say shit, but you two will demonetize you in a heartbeat if you bring up some of this stuff. So he's been alleged of, you know, doing these things. And now, uh, as the allegations are being looked into, more and more stuff about his past is coming up. They're pulling interviews from 2013, where he's talking about, uh, you know, being a sex narcissist, Things talking about how, I guess he made a joke when he's like, he said he uh, raped someone and then he killed them so you'll never find out about it. And just random shit like that. So everything's starting to come out. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts with some of these allegations? We'll start with you, Kendo. Uh, what, would, what did you think when this news started to break? Um, well, i just like to put it out there that we live in a society where it should be innocent until proven guilty. Not guilty until proven innocent or proven guilty in a court of public opinion or it's not about the facts that matter it's the seriousness of the charge with that said it just seemed like all of a sudden there was all these allegations just just came flying out of nowhere in a way that seemed kind of coordinated which is weird i don't it just it, it'd be one thing if somebody came out and said oh this is what happened and then it would eventually build up, but it was like out of nowhere, all of a sudden it's just like, boom, we've got all this right here. And it just seems kind of weird that somebody would supposedly be sitting on that much evidence and then wait until they could dump everything at the entire, you know, all at once on somebody. But uh, I, I want to wait to see more facts come out before I make judgment because I think that's the way things should be. Dion, what about you? Just to be very fucking clear here, um, it is 100%. I've, I've said it multiple times. I'll say it again. Oh, always wait until things come out, right? Always wait because these issues are very serious. Th that being said, the one thing I will say is, especially when it comes to situations specifically like this, what we have learned, especially when, when people are coming out and, and, in reporting these things is 
it's not it's it's not the early 2000s anymore where the first reaction is oh well they want money money you know the internet the advent of the internet the, the how the media jumps on these things on these on, on folks who come forward and even people who are um are fabricating these things you know it is not simply someone coming out and saying something and then they expect money to go in their hands right and sometimes that does happen which is one reason why we have to wait that all being said you know especially for victims that go through these things a lot of it is and again please feel free to 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 listen to people who know a hell of a lot more about it than i do when one person comes out a lot of times victims are all encouraged to do the same especially when it's someone who takes advantage of a power dynamic that all being said the whole thing again still saying we have to wait that dude admitted to one time how he got drunk and he jacked off a homeless dude because he could now whether wait, he what? was joking or not again i'm again we wait but especially when you <laughs> in today in this day and age not only should we wait when people tell you stuff sometimes you have to believe them and people being judged for the things they said is also a real thing so while we all say things about innocence or proven guilty you know you can't pick and choose what you think someone said back in the past well they were just joking blah, 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 blah. they were just trying to be a shock shock i understand it but again i'll just say when more information comes out depending on all how how this if, if he's ever uh ever charged with a crime you know hey you know People tend to talk a lot when they think they got away with shit. And Russell Brand likes to fucking talk. Uh, Nick, what about your uh, opinion? I'm with I'm with Kendo. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. I mean, we know nothing. These are, once again, these are allegations. And it's always good to wait on this stuff because we don't know what's happening. We're just, you know, this hit recently. There's a lot of head, you know, click, clickbait headlines, things like that, saying a lot of stuff. We know nothing. We absolutely we, we know the evidence that's presented to us, you know, from several sources, but we don't know the, uh, you know, the details and everything else behind it. We know we don't know any of that stuff. So it's always I'm with yeah I'm with I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, just let's us wait and see what happens and see how it pans out, because, yeah, that's that's usually the, the, the best bet. Now, the lawyer I talked to yesterday, we had a, you know, about a 30 minute conversation about that. And he brought up the point that. One of the accusers then moved in with Russell Brand, and he was confused as to a lot of this. So he was, you know, more on the side of, we got to wait to find out what this is about, find out more. But all of these, it's like everybody is guilty in the court of public opinion, thanks to social media. Social media has given a lot of people a voice, but it's also given them a voice to do messed up shit. I don't think social media brings as much good as it brings bad. Of course, you can, kind of, you know, dig up examples on both sides of any argument. But overall, social media creates a groupthink mob mentality that tends to cause more problems than it solves. And it, it just keeps getting worse. Now, you can have your own opinions on Russell Brand or any actor or any situation, but really take a look at what social media brings to the table. Of course, it gives you access to other people, a diverse group of opinions, all sorts of things that we didn't have in the past. But it does create groupthink on the next level. Like, it's funny how... I'll complain how entertainment has become tailored to the individual, therefore removing the group dynamic and experience. But social media has taken away the individual thought process and replaced it with 
the group think dynamic. And I don't like that because I don't care what you vote for, what you believe in, who you sleep with, whatever. Have your own opinions. Anybody that regurgitates the general consensus of the internet really goes down a peg in my book. Now, I'll still respect you. I'll still have a conversation with you. And it doesn't mean you can't feel the way other people feel. But you can tell. And I know you guys know this too. You can tell when somebody thinks for themselves and you can tell when someone actually just, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it in the New York Times or the New York Post or, you know, the, yeah. the Washington Post. It's like, I get it. You vote one way. Don't make your voting history your fucking personality. It's like the same people that are, you know, whatever they want to bang or do. It's like, that's their whole personality. You're more than that. Be more than that. And so... I guess that's my roundabout way of saying we really live in an interesting, and by interesting I mean fucked up society right now. I have no allegiance to Russell Brand. I have no allegiance to any famous person. I mean, I guess the only celebrity I get excited to talk about is like, I don't know, Harrison Ford when we kidnapped him and put him in our basement. StealingSolo.com. But, but in all actuality, this is such... I, I don't want to call it a fascinating turn of events because this is just another thing happening. There are so many situations where you'll have uh, somebody else blame somebody and they'll go on to, you know, bring people down or things like that. And so I just I'm interested to see where it goes, because it seems like Russell Brand had, um, you know, I guess changed. He had a show. People liked his show. He's on here. He's on Rumble. He's across the board. And I guess he's changed. Doesn't he even say to people, like, don't do what I did, or I was this, I was that? Like, he's admitted to his faults in the past, too. Isn't that the st stuff he also says? So, I yes. mean, I'm not saying that his... Put it like this. If he did the things he did, and the truth comes out, and he's prosecuted and all that stuff, we always follow, you know, the court of law and all that stuff. You know, innocent until proven guilty. But, you know... That being said, if he's, you know, he's, he seems to have been, you know, changed his tune, preaching a good message, trying to do more, or at least just be, I don't know, a level-headed dude about certain topics. So, I guess how I'm saying it is this. We'll find out. What comes out will come out. We're not here to place blame. We're also not, like, people that are going to make the decisions for society. We're just a pop culture podcast. We are the epitome of pop culture. But we're just here to talk about these things and really, you know, be a part of the conversation and hear what you guys have to say. So it's interesting to have another one of these happen. Uh, let's lighten the mood for a minute. What's a celebrity or who is a celebrity you think is legit and will have no demons? Is there one out there? Uh, Keanu Reeves? Nope. Yeah, Maybe. Keanu. He's one of the You want him to be, but, but, that's, but that goes back to your, to, your, to your social media posts, right? Like the expectation that people have, especially when it's someone that people agree with. That's the other thing. You know, I just I'm at the point where it's like, you know, until until, you know, until concrete evidence of anything comes out, you know, I'm just going to give people the benefit of the doubt until they do or say some fucked up stuff. Right. You know, and I wouldn't at this point in the game, I would never say that. Yeah, so and so has probably never done anything. I will always say, hey, God, I hope nothing comes out, you know, because. You, you just don't know. And, and, and again, you know, especially, you know, your point about social media goes even deeper, right? Like, especially with what we know about people like, you know, fucking Epstein and, and, and people who have money and, you know, people who specifically create a persona for human consumption and that's not, that's not on the service level like hey man like somebody's on facebook like 
people do that, you know, and you just gotta hope that the people you like that are famous aren't fucking wild, wild people behind the curtain, man. So yeah, I, at this point, I would never say, yeah, so-and-so has never done anything because everything from actors, comedians to athletes, you know, that shit is all over the globe and make no mistake about it. You know, being rich and famous, you can be either really, really good or really, really bad. So I, I yeah, that rule of thumb is give them the benefit of the doubt until they fuck up, homie. <laughs> no, that's true. And I think I, 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 was it was it Kendo or you who mentioned a, pow, a power dynamic? I was um, Dean. Yeah. I was Dean. Okay, yeah. No, it, it, whenever there's you know whenever Tosmer takes takes uh, you know uh, corrupts a corrupts a power dynamic and you know uses it for their own benefit, there's always a problem. We've, like you said, we've seen it from politicians to religious leaders to celebrities to you know anybody who has that kind of who has that kind of thing uh, going on. If they if they want to, they will. Yep. You know, so because yep. no, no, it's it's very hard for people to not do something when they think they're going to get away with it. Yeah, and it's exactly. very hard for someone to to not accuse someone of something when they think they're going to get away with it. So you just, you know, human beings are fucking weird, man, and you just you just got to wait until you know. That's why every single incident should be taken, you know, with you know. With, Fucking Denzel said in Train Day, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. You know, so, <laughs> you know, and yeah. that's, you know, it's a great movie line, but especially when it comes to something like that, you know, people do that and people accuse people of that. And both the consequences of both are fucking crazy huge. So it's like, you know, all, all, all I will say is, hey, I got a list of famous people I really, really like. And God, I hope. <laughs> I hope, you know, I hope some shit don't come out because rich motherfuckers be crazy. That's very true. There's one thing about it that's kind of got my red flag meter going up, and that's where like the UK government was trying to get Rumble to deplatform. And I'm just like, that's not really their place to get involved in a situation like this. But also, we're talking about the UK government. That's true. You can get arrested so, over there for things so you put on Twitter. Listen, yeah, well, not only that, but well, how many? People who do certain illegal shit has the UK government protected. That's all yeah. true. You know, the, the thing that people love to bring up nowadays is what's his name? The dude that had the fucking kids show. Jimmy Savile. Jimmy, right. And that dude did charities and shit. So, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, you're not wrong, but, you know, from a tactical point of view, like you just, you, you just gotta wait. You gotta wait because we, especially when it comes to this shit, you know, the, the, if, 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 if on either side, if someone is lying about something, are they going to fucking admit it? No, they're not going to fucking admit it. And that's 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 on both sides of it, you know. So you 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 just gotta be fucking careful, you know. And especially with the internet, you know, on both sides, people went, you know. We, I just watched the fucking documentary on the Depp Heard thing, you know. And it's you know you have, and it's not just the alleged crimes, right? It's the people who take advantage of the fucking, of the mayhem, you know, during the, you know, and we would even talk about it. During the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, you had fucking bot accounts arguing with other bot accounts just to get interactions, right? So so obviously it's a bad, if, if, if a rich dude is going around using his fame to assault people, that's bad enough. 
but just with you brought up social media dude and i honestly believe you hit the nail on the head that's why that's the other reason why you have to be careful not just to be on the right side you know people want to be right all the goddamn time but you have people who are trying to engineer your reaction based on something that may have been criminal that happened that's fucking crazy that's crazy the human machine yeah the fucking human machine people man like that shit is wild and that's why you gotta you know we just everyone has to fucking take a deep breath back you know don't form an opinion simply because someone you agree with or disagree with is involved because it is now in the 2021st century baby it's a it's a it's the fucking wild west out here so you know you that shit is crazy and i i i i expect nothing less with this one you know no matter how you feel about it you know but you know it's 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 tough not to get caught up in it man and this is going to be fucking wild especially you know again no matter what you say about what he says and who's trying to deplatform him and all this shit you know it's going to be truly fucking wild and you know this it's the service level people are going to do their thing they're going to defend they're going to attack they're going to do they're going to say wild shit but just remember when you see it online it might not be a motherfucking person typing that shit out hmm well said have you also noticed too like back in the 90s celeb gossip was a much bigger more lucrative thing and it went away but now it's back like after the amber heard johnny depp stuff we have this i I feel like celebrity. I mean, it never goes away because people Bro, want to look come up. back. You forgot about it because it became ingrained in the culture. I just think it these became, famous people are full of shit. They care about me as much yeah, as I care about them. So yeah, right. Well, you know, you gotta remember, fucking TMZ makes hundreds of million dollars a year. You know, that was the beginning of that shit. You know, Perez Hilton, that motherfucker. You know, you know, he's getting punched by by famous people's managers and shit. But that dude made a shit ton of money off of selling his website. Like, it, I don't think it's that it went away. You know, it became part of entertainment. It became a legitimate part of entertainment. You know, and you and you see how it affected fucking people. You know, that that whole Britney thing was so fucking wild. Her fucking dad got a conservation ship over, it. and part of it was because in the media, and she was she was going she was going fucking wild. But that shit got amped up to a thousand so quickly that motherfucker had a conservation ship over her that she just got out of, and that shit started in two thousand and seven. So it didn't it didn't disappear. You know, people just became okay with it, and we, every once in a while we get a reminder of like you know celebrity gossip, the shit that they do. You know, it's a weird part of our culture right now, man. Like that shit is ingrained in how we consume information. And that's why it disappeared. It just—it's like how your brain makes your nose disappear. You know that people became okay with that shit, and shit like this pops back up, and then we gotta we, like, holy shit, here we go again, here we go again. Well, it—it never—it once again, it never disappeared, it never went away. It's just that you have to understand the. You know, when when it happened in the nineties, it was it was there with the fucking chocolate bars and on 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 the tabloids you get before you you know you check out the grocery store. Mm -hmm. That's how I heard about celebrity stuff mainly, or you know, at the at the eight o'clock or ten o'clock news at night. That's how you learned about it. It was a little snippet in the local news, or you know, if you watched ABC or or CNN or whatever, it was there. The thing is now with you know with all of us having multiple social media accounts, you get it you get it to you in seconds. Yep. 
it yep. becomes it becomes a Twitter hashtag immediately. You know, a, a top tier mm-hmm. trending hashtag immediately. You can click through it and, l- and look at all the stuff like you know, in in three minutes and and know everything very quickly. The thing is access and um, the way information's you know portrayed and you know and and the way it travels now. It, when we were kids and you know back in the nineties, the world was a was a big place. A, you know, it was fine. Now the world's a tiny place. You can communicate mm-hmm. with everybody all over the world very quickly. You know, multiple languages too. Like it's just the way it is, and that's the thing. Is like the reason celebrity gossip now is, I think, clickbait is because you can get a lot of clicks for a lot of your stuff out very quickly. And if you and and, and if you don't, if you're one of these, if you if you're a journalist who you know wants more integrity than than money, you have to wait and get the, the get the full story. But then you won't get paid. But if you're one of the ones who who, who does it quickly, you'll get paid. But then you have to you know you know do a retraction or say you're sorry because whatever you said in the first you know article where you read only the headline from somebody else is wrong so Mm -hmm. you have to deal with that too so it's like you know it's 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 wild now Mm -hmm. and everybody wants to say the hot thing about it you know that's you know that's the other side of it man like you know it's it you know and then regular people get brought into it You know, where, you know, fucking uh, the damn, what was, it was the lady, the makeup artist with, with, between Giant Depp and Amber Heard, you know, the makeup artist has to fucking be involved in this case because, oh, you know, she was putting bruises on, you know, like people who have regular ass jobs get driven in this shit, you know? And yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's fucking wild, you know, and even, you know, and, and, and that's to say, you know, what if right now, what if the internet's right? You know, what if you have someone and we've seen other other examples of it, but someone says something and it fucking takes the world by storm and that person's career is fucked up. Like this, you know, that's real. That's a real fucking thing that happened. You know, the shit that happened with Ezekiel Elliott right when he got out of fucking college. And his girlfriend, you know, obviously part of it was it was just one person making the allegation as opposed to multiple, you know. But, you know, everyone was like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, and luckily her fucking friend said, yeah, we had a conversation on the phone and we texted about it where she said she's going to accuse him of this since he broke up with her before he went to the draft. You know, like that was fucking crazy. And luckily, you know, it came out, the the cycle kind of moved forward. Everybody kind of, you know, obviously there's nothing to forgive, but Zeke luckily went in to be to be able to get a lot of other shit going in the NFL, but that was a super fucking close call that swept the goddamn country and then it was gone. Like that's a real thing, all because his girlfriend was mad at him that he broke up with her before the draft. That's fucking wild. Do you guys think you there's know, a double standard that the internet doesn't like to acknowledge? Yes, <laughs> I think there was one, but now the pendulum's so far in the other direction. You know they don't want to. They don't want to talk about like now. It's a real thing. Like I think you know, knowing that you can't say like you know it is even if you were dumb enough to accuse them. Like it is a risky venture because motherfuckers will look find your address. You know. Oh, to dox you? Yeah, they will. But people, yeah, people will go out there and find people's fucking addresses because they're so mad about people speaking up that's fucking crazy yeah yeah oh. i mean yeah that's I mean, a real fucking thing yeah. yeah you know you're not wrong we got a new stalker by the way 
Are you are you being serious? Are you, are you, I'm not surprised. I, you know, I, every time we hang on, like these three good looking assholes. You know what I'm saying? I don't. Nick, I'm not joking. We do. Oh, you're not. Oh, you're not joking. Okay, I thought I thought you were. I was like, oh, okay. No, this isn't a bit. We do have a new weird stalker. Like I get all these emails and shit all the time from this re- weirdo. I'm just like, thanks for watching. Thanks. Yeah. Th- <laughs> thanks, buddy. Thanks. Um, I mean, okay, I, I mean, I mean, think about Aziz Ansari. How that how that went down. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. You know that man lost everything for a minute, and then once it came out that um, the allegations are wrong, Netflix is like, oh yeah, finish finish your show, and he's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, yeah, I'm 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 done. <laughs> That's just crazy. That's fucking crazy, you know. And it's like I I think the thing people don't want to admit is that there's no middle anymore. You know, no, there isn't. It's just I. Well, I mean, I think I think or like I, you have to. It's like motherfucker. I hope you don't roll snake eyes, because whatever the truth is, it's like it's all or nothing. It is all or fucking nothing. I you know that's that's the thing. I think both sides don't want to admit is like, yeah, we get it. Like you know, motherfuckers lie. You know, but the inner fuck. Like it is a different fucking ball game. Like it's not the early two thousands anymore. You know, it's like hey. Whoever said something, if it's if it comes out that you're lying, your life is fucking over. No, that's no, that's your true. Your life is fucking over. But I think, I mean, I, th- I think the thing now is just kind of like be in the middle and wait for you know, for, wait for it to kind of like see what happens, you know, coalesce yeah. or whatever. But Nick, there's no money in that. People want you to jump on the I, train. Listen, right no, away. no, I'm no, I'm with you. I'm with you. There's no money in it. There really isn't. But um, the smart thing to do is just yes. see what happens. Yes. Cause even if you even if you are the one that gets out the story, you get fucking sued. Like yeah. Gawker ain't here anymore, bitch. And don't get me wrong, that's a good <laughs> thing for the internet. That's a good thing for the internet, you know. But that Bro, they just wanted some low main. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. So it's like, you know, motherfucker, I, I think it's just everybody. It likes to gamble too much on this shit. Hey, like, when I come up to visit, can we go to Rice Kitchen and get some lo mein? Uh, we'll DoorDash it. I, you know, I wouldn't go to Rice Kitchen. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. What's no? What's what's gonna DoorDash. happen? No, 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 Jeff. What what's gonna happen is you know you and you, Dion and Hillary, are gonna be on the couch, and Dion's and you know they're, they're gonna start drinking and trying to loosen you up, and then they're gonna order lo mein. It's gonna get delivered by you know DoorDash, and he's gonna be like, "Hey, Jeff, we wanna we wanna watch you eat this lo mein. It's like, is that gonna be okay? Is that right? Is that cool, man? That's how it's gonna go down. Buffalo here. Jeff's gonna come out and eat that lo mein, Dion. No. <laughs> Soy sauce. No. Mm. No, Dion Green. No. I'm grown. <laughs> you can't make me give me my jacket back. No. Call my mama, have her come pick me up. Do you think in the future they're gonna oh be? Oh my like, god! There's gonna be like allegations against us, like you psychologically tortured your friend. You're we're canceling you, dude. It could be like that's what's crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it if past you, anybody. In all honesty, it, I really wouldn't. Yeah, like if you just snip it, say you know, say someone gets the fucking timing just right, you know, and it just or like they just never they never play my response joking back, right? Like it could happen, man. Like, I would not be fucking surprised, especially if we were to get super, super, super popular, where we're like, you know, which, you know, 
that's the risk a brother's willing to take you dig i'm trying to get that joe rogan money but uh you know say we get there man you know and someone is pissed off at us for whatever the fuck reason right you know say you know say it's some you know somebody that like we bought a couple drinks and then we left and they were they they became goddamn syndrome from the incredibles about the shit you know that happens man you know that fucking happens that shit is crazy. Man, motherfuckers are crazy. Because, you know, again, like you said, you just never fucking know, man. Someone could just be a big fan and they're like, I want them to myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna make fucking Jeff look like he's fucking torturing Dion for fucking 20 years. And someone's like, yeah, Oh my they'll, god. Yeah, they'll go through every episode when you when you when you did the Buffalo Jeff voice and cut it together. Kind of like they're doing Joe Rogan and him saying the N-word. Oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, they did that with him, and I'm just like, really? This doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, according to the chat, we psychologically scarred Harrison Ford, Rob Zombie, and gave Kevin Smith a heart attack. Shit. Oh, we, need, we need one scary. more. We need one more. Hey, one more. Back, so obviously, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, who's our next celebrity that we're going to cause uh, irreparable harm to? Like Ooh. Zack Snyder. That's not even a fucking Zach, question. There you go, Zach there yeah, there you go. One. If there, if I get one, like if every person's like, yo, you know, depending on your emotional state at the time and how much it affected you when it happened, what is one famous person that you would say, you know, hypothetically speaking, I'm not endorsing it, you want to fucking punch him in the liver? I, Zach Snyder, Zach fucking Snyder. It's not even a fucking question. I don't care what any of you motherfuckers say. It won't happen until I confront that motherfucker face to face. I will say that name every time that question is fucking asked. So in the, the future, Dion. chat, I love y'all, but when you say, hey, who's the one person that probably... I'm, Zack Snyder! Zack Snyder. I would, yes. I'd elbow that dude in the nose. Folks, go to shopwcbs.com because we have a Zack <laughs> Snyder shirt. Zack Snyder is BS. You can get that. Our website is powered by Spring. So you order that, it gets printed and shipped directly to you. And folks, we saw Robococke Lines of Justice at Horror Hound, so it made us feel really good. So uh, when you meet us, wear one of the t-shirts. And uh, stop by for the table, or at the table, get a photo. Yeah, I, I'm curious about the celebrity, too. As long as it's not a celebrity we like, like uh, Paul Rudd, or if he was still with us, Richard Donner. I'd feel terrible if we, like, caused those guys issues. Because they bring the world great art. They do. They do. So is there anything else you guys want to mention? I used to be awesome, so, you know, I'll give some of you assholes that. But still, fuck you. <laughs> So, uh, anything else you want to say about Russell Brand before we move on? Good luck, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> we gonna find out one way best, or another. Best of luck to you in this situation that's been thrust upon you. Hey, hey, hey. And we'll see how much weird shit he keeps talking about. Yeah, well, Good people luck. are gonna be paying attention to his show if, uh, he doesn't get completely mm -hmm. platform. His numbers are gonna go up big time. Because there's always the flip side of the coin where you have people out there and it's their prerogative to act however they want but it's the people out there that are like i don't like when there's this group think and these people jump on the bandwagon and attack people and so you get a whole new group of fans to support you after that so it's always fascinating to yeah. see exactly how far that goes yeah that, that's true and, and and well the unfortunate thing now is that if people are start finding his youtube channel now i mean he's not getting into that any any of that money he's just you know whatever unless they find him on rumble or something and then maybe he's going to get more from that We'll see well, even then, how, how that, how that happens. People need to remember, YouTube is YouTube. So, you know, they, 
you know, it's always funny how that paradigm shifts on what the group think the group think is on YouTube. YouTube cares about motherfucking money. So it'll be interesting too when obviously when things get drawn out, you know, you know YouTube's gonna remonetize that motherfucker the first chance they get. Because they love ad revenue. And you know, that's the other side of it. Is like, hey, you know, let's see how long this shit lasts. Cause YouTube cares about numbers too, goddammit. You know, they they ain't some altruistic being off in the ether. You know, no. those motherfuckers care about they want motherfuckers watching. Well, they're making it harder and harder for people to watch, and that's why other platforms are popping yeah. up and going public. So yeah. maybe yeah. don't worry about the politics of the content creators as long as it uh, doesn't violate the terms of service and don't keep making them so iffy. Uh, things will be fine. Yeah, well. yeah, dude. And they'll still I come agree. up with some crazy arbitrary rule after all of a sudden caring about you know people making money off of blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, you don't treat creators well, YouTube. No, we dealt with shit all the time. It's like you have these waves of momentum and then frozen. It's like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. It's the dumbest crap. Mm-hmm. These purges. The, and the thing is, they're so opaque. If they were more transparent with the creators, people could actually understand how to grow and not play a guessing game all the time. But they don't <sighs> want people to be able to grow. They want to make them play the guessing game. Yeah, because they don't want you to grow to a point where you make like a lot of the ad revenue. They want you to kind of they want to keep you at a certain level so that they can get more from you. You know, it's 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 a dumb thing. I, I agree with you. If they were more transparent and like kept sending out emails, like you know, being like, "Hey guys, do more of this. Don't do this. You know, this that, and the other. This is how this is how it's going to work." They they would get a great response, and everybody would kind of you know work work with them. But like you said, the fact that they're opaque and vague doesn't help anybody. No. I mean, it helps somebody. It helps YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you well. Know what I'm Look at that. Aren't they the exclusive home of Sunday Ticket this season? Isn't that what they really want is to just be another fucking Netflix or yep. mainstream media? It's like, oh, we don't yep. want people watching cat videos anymore. We want NFL contracts and we want the big advertisers and we don't yeah. want people to make their shitty music or make their art videos. No, we want, you know, big ad revenue dollars. It's like people signed up for YouTube because it's something else. If we wanted this shit, we'd watch regular television, but people don't watch regular television anymore. People want to watch literally anything. I mean, I watched hydraulic press videos before I went to bed the other night. (laughs) Uh, Those are fun. Those are fun. It made me want to buy a hydraulic press. I don't have one. I don't have access to one, but I wish I did. I'm a little jealous. Listen, YouTube loves that shit, too, but it's like, you better say what we like at the time. You know? I mean, like, YouTube, yeah, they're like, you can have your hydraulic press shit. And we'll even make let you make some money off that shit. But, you know, you ain't so-and-so over here breaking in billions of views a year. So say what we like that's topical right now. Or we'll fucking fuck your stuff up. And it's like, whoa. That's fucking wild. I'd love to be at one of these internal meetings. We'll fucking fuck your shit up. That's what they're going to start screaming at people. <laughs> hey, man. Who knows how rich people be talking, you know. It's not it even that they're like, rich hey, people. Man, it's just like... What's that dude's fucking YouTube channel? It might be like, yo, fuck that guy. Let's just fucking don't don't define the rule and don't get more people to actually look at claim stuff. Oh, someone stole his shit. Fuck that guy. I would not be surprised if they talk like that. Yo, fuck I, that dude. I mean, I, I mean, I mean. Apparently, when when Musk took over Twitter, they 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 found conversations like that, you know, mm-hmm. in, their, in, in their meetings and stuff. So I mean, that's Twitter, and they got found out. I'm sure it happens with all these social media tech companies, all of them. 
Now, while we're talking on, we're on the subject of like controversial shit, controversial shit, excuse me. Uh, have you guys at least seen the trailers or anything about the Continental in the John Wick universe, the TV show? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think it's apparently a fucking mess. Yeah. Well, yeah. have you seen, sorry, Kendo, what were you saying? No, I was going to say, I, I saw, I've only watched or seen the trailers show up once anywhere. And yeah, as Dion said, there seems to be a lot of shit going on with that. You know what the main thing I've seen people complaining about and giving it terrible reviews for? What? The fact that they cast Mel Gibson in the show. Really? That's your, I that's... have seen more articles pop up about, The Continental's great, but it's got Mel Gibson. It's time to get rid of Mel Gibson. It's like, look, shut the fuck up. I don't care. I mean, let's talk about this for a minute. Mel Gibson said some repugnant shit. Mel Gibson did some repugnant shit. I guess enough time has passed that he's been forgiven or he apologized or whatever he did. And so now Mel Gibson's making another comeback. The the thing is, he never really went away. He's been making films either in front of the camera or behind the camera ever since all that shit went down. And it's... I guess what I really want to say is if a person does something stupid, says something stupid, they either apologize and enough time has passed and people move on, it's really frustrating, annoying, and kind of petty to constantly go back to that one thing. It's like, am I cool with what he said? No. But I still like Lethal Weapon. I still enjoy his older stuff. And I don't turn off just because... Look, there are a lot more... If Put it like this. If these people are going to be cool with Alec Baldwin being involved with shit, after he the shit he said to his daughter, or the shit he did... Then what's the deal with Mel Gibson? It's like there's a double standard, and I think it's kind of hypocritical oh. to keep going on about this shit and not, uh, you know, oh, call everybody it's, out. It's fucking Hollywood, man. I mean, for instance, look at uh, the Oscars when uh, Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock. After afterwards, he gave a speech, and everybody stood, stood up and clapped for him. Like they they have no brains, Jeff. They just you know operate on fucking remote. It's terrible. No, they just they don't. Well, I, I think I think that that one you have to give the full context. So he did get banned for a decade from the Oscars. So just just I, I think that particular one is a bad example. But you know, but it that shit is fucking real. Like they one hundred percent. It's okay for some people and not for others. Like Cardi B used to get motherfuckers drunk as shit and then rob them. Yep. And they're you know, and she's like. You know, it's it's like it's like cultural faux pas to bring up the other shit that she says. Like it, it Hollywood just like picks and chooses. Like people were like, "Oh my god!" Like Alec Baldwin's fucking Trump impression so funny. It's like, but he says fucked up stuff to people and he shot somebody. Like shit. Like that dude is an asshole. Like people are okay with certain people doing shit in Hollywood and it's fucking wild. It's yeah, fucking it's... crazy. Yeah. Like there are motherfuckers that still want Roman Polanski to fucking come back. It's like what? Yeah that's like isn't Meryl Streep that said that shit? Yeah. Like, dude. She applauds him. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm... God. well I mean even what is it, the director for the X Men movies, Brian Singer, he was yeah. caught and out and, and had allegations multiple, multiple times throughout I think three or three or four of those movies. And until like the last one hit, he got caught, I think, and had to do like he was, you know, no longer working there or something like that. But like even those things took fucking forever to stick for the public to know about, and they kept still making it, still letting him make movies. So 
Yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird. That's why. Uh, that's why I'm happy. I'm an independent filmmaker. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't play those games, man. I work with my friends. We 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 make fun shit. That's it. We don't work in the system. Yeah. When, when I'm looking forward to, for us to make something, would you? Should we bring in Mel Gibson for something? I think he'd be down if we asked him. Yeah. If we went through the proper channels, I'm sure he'd be. I'm sure he'd like at least give us a nice like no thank you. Um, but he may consider it. Who knows? Good enough script, man, can get anybody involved. That's true. That's true. I think Mel Gibson would personally direct the Terminigro. <laughs> Listen, you know, my, my man, my man was in Machete. You know what I'm saying? I would have watched the sequel. You know what I'm saying? Let's, if Mel Gibson wants to direct me, I'm like, hey, man, what you want me to do, Mel? We gotta, we get, we, we gotta have, we gotta have Dion fight Michael Jai White at the end. Dude, oh, dude, sign me the fuck up. That'd be fun, man. <laughs> if I if I can at least get a fight scene with Michael Jai White, Jason Momoa, and just one. One, just give me one with what's left of Bruce Willis. I'll be like, then I'm cool. Then I'm fucking cool. That'd be, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. So I see a lot of people in the chat saying, you know, no favoritism. Everybody needs to be held accountable. Agreed. No, agreed. It's just, it's, it's shitty that the people that produce our entertainment only want to, uh, you know, lambast one half of the group. And not the other. Like, look at every. I'm sure everybody's an asshole anyway. So it's not like we're here to say, "Oh, this person's a hero." God damn it! No, look. I'm sure there's all degrees of suckiness, but let's just, you know, be equal and fair in calling them out. Yeah, man. When you're on the outs, they just decide that you're on the fucking outs. Well, I mean, like, how long are you supposed to hold the cactus? I think of the term in case of Mel Gibson, the dude. Not only look, I like I said. He said what he said. We've already addressed that. I'm not going to keep regurgitating my point because who the fuck do I need to be held accountable for? But he has done decent stuff out there. Like Robert Downey Jr., everybody loves Iron Man. Everybody loves all the shit that Robert Downey Jr. does and the good stuff he does. But a couple years ago, no one was willing to take a chance on Robert Downey Jr. And it's this dude right here that put up the money to insure him to help him make the comeback. So I'm just saying, like, you got to remember, folks, there's there's shades of gray to everything. And Robert Downey Jr., like you said, Dion, the best thing you ever said on this show, in my opinion, is Robert Downey Jr. used to be a punchline. And that's how he was seen for an entire decade. He did some messed up stuff, but nobody pulls that up because the dude has gone on to be a much better person and a great actor. He's always been a great actor, but he stayed clean. He made his comeback, and everybody loves him. If this person who gave him that benefit of the doubt to help him have that comeback is, you know, doing the same shit, Let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. If he says something stupid, all right, well, then you you know, you know call him out on that in the future. But for now, uh, I I was going to watch The Continental no matter what because I like John Wick. I loved all right, the John Wick right, movies. Right, right, right. This ain't me trying to be an edgelord. Oh, I got to watch it because they're telling us, you know, Mel Gibson's evil. No, fuck these people. If that's the main reason and you, uh, you know, blow past this show because Mel Gibson's in it, you are the asshole. And I think you should stop reviewing entertainment because you can't give a an objective viewpoint it's just well i gotta put my personal politics first and if you don't agree with my personal politics don't read my articles well guess what most people don't that's why you fucking make little money and have 55 roommates and eat cat food like charlie kelly like you're just a fucking you don't bring anything to the conversation the people that do rise above you know we're world class so uh john wick is dead and i wish he wasn't but you know it is what it is. Hey, Keanu said that he would do a five. Would you watch a five, though? 
Fuck yeah, I don't watch your five. Is it Pete's Pussy Punk or not, bro? Like, don't get me wrong. I hope that he, I'm cool with four. Like, four of them, they're awesome. You know, it's like a it's like a cultural thing in my household and shit. But, like, four was probably the best. You know what I'm saying? Like, like four was really fucking good. And if they do some shit like that, you know, if it's good, you know, no one cares as long as you're winning. If he said he's going to do five, and it's fucking good. You damn right, I'm gonna watch that shit. They made a Warriors reference in the last one, bro. That shit got me. Yeah, that shit was. I lost my shit in the theater, and Hillary didn't recognize it. But I was like, "Yo, the fucking Warriors, whatever." And, and like, we had just watched it, luckily, right before that. Like, you go, you gonna tell me? You you mean to look me in my motherfucking face on Beyonce's internet? And you're going to tell me you wouldn't watch a five after the last one made a goddamn Warriors reference? Like, some shit you just, I'm cool with a sequel. You know what I mean? That shit was awesome. Why does Beyonce on the internet, Dion? I don't know. You know, because she can like she can sing and she can dance. And, you know, she's like the most famous person ever. With her and Taylor Swift now. Or some shit. Like, I don't know why, but it's Beyonce's internet. And, you know, she might be a Terminator, but... She's like owns the internet. <laughs> not to go on a big tangent. Fucking crazy. Like, not to go on a super tangent, but I hate Taylor Swift and her music. It's just like good for you. I, see, Do I don't thing. mind her. I'm just like, why is she so fu- like? I don't mind white women. Her. It's look at she's <laughs> she has the best crossover. Why is Taylor Swift successful? Oh white God. women, white oh teenage girls, white middle aged women, and white old ladies. They we, like this shit because Taylor always, Swift has been around always, for over a decade. We always talk about this shit. <laughs> Am I wrong, Dale? You're, you're fucking nuts. Like, Taylor Taylor Swift is, is is the musical equivalent of pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> That's an, an extremely fair, right there comparison because on my timeline on Facebook, whenever Taylor Swift has done a concert in and around Missouri, it is always white women there. All yeah, dude. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we ain't saying that things. Some brothers and some sisters. Of the chocolate and Latino variety going out there, loving some Taylor Swift. Even I fucks with some Taylor Swift. But oh, oh come on, God. don't embarrass yourself like this. Listen, listen, I'm a grown man. I can like what the fuck I like. You got pro- anybody got a problem? Come and see me. I am gonna come see you in about a month. I got a problem with you right. liking Taylor That's Swift, right. oh boy. Right. You better stay Taylor <laughs> Fuck you. But <laughs> we're mortgaging their houses to go see her concert. That's well, it's like mean, she's the, yeah, and that's a bigger problem with with like fucking ticket. Ticketmaster needs Ticketmaster needs some goddamn intervention. We need to like get that shit. Yeah, listen, Taylor Swift is so popular with white people that Congress fucking had to talk about Ticketmaster. That's crazy. Like Ticketmaster might be doing illegal shit because of how popular Taylor Swift is. Because white people love her that much. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Just say white women. It's it's a women thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know for many sure. dudes like, like Taylor know, Swift. Right women, but you know, like, man, like pop is pop for a fucking reason, man. I mean, that yeah, shit that's, is cool. that's fucking true. You know what? 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 One white thing... teenage girls like is fucking insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently, apparently, it's ubiquitous. Everybody loves the the you know the shitty breakup song, regardless of you know who's singing it. Dude, it's a formula. <laughs> <laughs> she writes some shitty breakup song bullshit and she makes a billion dollars. That's wild. 
the one thing I hate is people have been arguing, it's like, oh, you know, she's more popular or as popular as Michael Jackson. I always tell them, go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck her. Listen, man, I'm just saying, listen, and I can't only imagine what, you know, the the Wayne's World equivalent of what we do said about Michael Jackson, right? You know, that like that moment, you had people, he'd be on stage and people would start crying. Fucking white girls do that for Taylor Swift. I'm not saying I agree with it, but motherfucker, I at least admit that it's worth a conversation. Cause you have people fucking what was the one crazy the dude spent like ten grand on two tickets on tickets for his fucking daughters to go see Taylor Swift. Like I'm not a, agreeing with that, but goddamn it, she might be Michael fucking her and Beyonce are like Michael Jackson. That's crazy. <laughs> well, hold on though. There's a difference between Taylor Swift, Beyonce, and Michael Jackson. Is Michael Jackson? I give Beyonce if, if Michael Jackson is the top of a mountain. I'd say Beyonce is closer because, like I said a moment ago, and you said, why is Taylor Swift popular? Who is she popular with? Well-to-do white people. Well-to-do white women. Michael Jackson was a crossover star. And while Taylor Swift has been a cultural icon for many decades, and I'm not acting like she's not successful or famous, it's not. There's like, he's the king of pop or was the king of pop. Taylor Swift is like very successful for a deck for you know this time period but she's not madonna she's not other musicians that are like transcendent maybe time will tell but we're in the middle of this all i think for anyone to put a title like she's bigger than michael jackson look did she did her concert make more money because of inflation and people are spending twenty seven thousand dollars on a fucking ticket for standing room only that's not comparable you know when michael jackson tickets were $20, $30, $50, $200 was a crazy concert ticket back then. Not 12 grand, not a fucking, you could buy a minivan for what people pay for Taylor Swift tickets. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people show up in minivans to Taylor Swift concerts. So it's a fucking cyclical thing. But I just, I don't get it. I'll never get it. It's not for me. And it would be the world's, if you ever want me to be tortured, universe, you'll I'll end up with someone that likes Taylor Swift, and I'll be stuck listening to her music for an eternity. That's that is my time enough at last moment, like in the Twilight Zone. The world ends. I find two pairs of head or one pair of headphones and an MP3 player, and all that's on there is Taylor Swift. I would kill myself. But that's a topic <laughs> bro, for another day. Bro, what's crazy is everything. Everything you said is a hundred percent fucking right. And you know what's crazy is it fucking happened. It fucking she fucking transitioned to where old people fucking care about what happens to her. Michael you know Jackson, the thing, the thing you said is hundred percent true because for people who are too old or too young, excuse me, like you young motherfuckers, like that's why like some of the shit we be saying is the way we say it because that's we've seen this shit happen before. Like foreign governments had to mobilize their military because Michael Jackson went there. Yes. Right. That's 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 transcending outside of your motherfucking audience, right? Taylor Swift announced the concert. We are talking about two, you know, just on the base level of hilarity of the things that we can laugh out, laugh at. Two old motherfuckers who have you know deteriorating old people shit running for president. That same group of people fucking called Congress into session, motherfucker, about Ticketmaster, like. That that's transcendent. Old people who glitch out on live TV all got together and like, yo, is Ticketmaster doing something illegal? That's that moment, bro. That's that moment. She had it. She had it. Motherfucking 
Beyond, you know, you know, and I, and I still agree that Beyonce is closer because she's had crazy ass moments like that too, you know. But that's the same thing. That's fucking. That's white. White teenage girls care so much about Taylor Swift that fucking Congress got called in the session. Mm-hmm. That's like when well, people, you know, for sports fans, when people talk about baseball, like motherfucker, Congress got involved in this shit. Like when you had that's that transcendent moment. Like Michael Jackson was Michael Jackson because of what you said, and we witnessed that shit recently. And her th- and her whole thing is about writing breakup songs. She had that moment, bro. I, she. She's looking Michael Jackson in the motherfucking eyes. I, I've had more Taylor Swift news on my feed in the last week and a half than I think I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And it's because of who she's dating now. Mm-hmm. Well, Kenda, who is she dating? Inquiring minds must know. Because Dude. I want to know what her next song's going to be about. Dating the greatest tight end in the history of tight ending, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And I was asked asked by somebody like i hope this doesn't mess things up for the chiefs to which my response was travis kelsey is such a fucking chad that he's bigger than her when it comes to this stuff so i think he'll be all right if they get broken up or he'll tame her one of the two because he is that guy he's a fucking chad of the highest order the dude had his own dating show and went through a slew of women and yeah but then he pretty much booted her to the curb and everything's fine listen travis kelsey is fucking transcended into popular culture like that dude as long <laughs> as long as he don't fall in the same case as our boy russell you know what i'm saying that motherfucker's gonna be famous but <laughs> we people care about her dating the tight end from the fucking kansas city chiefs like that's, what, that's people, people are also rooting champion well, people. If she was don't... dating the tight end from like I don't know the Browns. Nobody would care, but it's the, just the very recent Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, and she's not dating just any tight end. She's dating one of the greatest that's ever done the business. <laughs> I'm sure they've done. People the are counting on the days for them to break up, so, she, so that she can release another fucking album. That's really what they're counting. Yeah, cutting down for. with some with some with some douchebag from some English band or whatever. And you know, motherfuckers went. Th- th- her fans went through his shit, and he said some fuck. You know, he said some dumbass rock. I want to be a rock star bullshit, right? And he probably deserves to get punched in the face. You know what I'm saying? But like, people cared about that motherfucker because she broke up with him. I, you know what? You know I what? Don't Taylor, give a shit about you know what? Taylor Swift so so popular. She's dominating this podcast right now. Time. Yeah, I was just about to say that, Nick. We're clearly we know enough about her to talk she's, about her for ten she's minutes. Taking, she's <laughs> taking over our podcast. Well, it is the season for pumpkin spice, so we got to be. You know, <laughs> that, that's a fact. You 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 get you get white girl America to like you, goddamn it, and four assholes on the internet will end up talking about you. That's fucking. Dion, we, yeah. we, we didn't make you our, our official front man. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> If it brings yeah, in the views, I'm cool with whatever. whatever. You already, you already got the glasses. I was going to put you in like a fucking sweater, and then that's it. You know that'll that'll be it. Well, yeah. We do you think we'll Dion's safe enough that we could thing. sell the show to the white women of America? Yeah, he's got. Yeah, yeah he's, I think yeah, so. You know, yeah. I'm grab a few of them. View. <laughs> Who's our Jor Behar? Is it Nick? Yes. <laughs> you. <laughs> that's fine. I want to be Baba Wawa. 
Baba Wawa's dead, 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 dead. I know. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> Let's get this pumpkin spice looking chick off the screen right here. Uh, by the way, I did just for the oh hell of God. it while we were talking about it. I asked Chat GPT to write me a song in the style of Taylor Swift. Uh, I will read you the chorus. Oh my God. It says, this is our breakup song, played on a midnight radio. A story of a love that's gone. Where did our dreams all go? And I'll sing it loud through the tears that fall like rain. This is our breakup song, where the memories remain. (laughs) The entity is still out there. (laughs) I don't like the era we live in. Like, I love the era that we started the show in, but it's like... This is like the cultural dark ages where robots are more interesting than people and people suck harder than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Blame, blame social media, man. It, it really is that. I mean, we all have, regardless of, <laughs> regardless of, you know, how many people are on it and what friends you have, you, you're all of it's curated for you only. And, you know, that's the thing is like, you get a feed of stuff. You keep watching. They want to keep you on the platform forever. So, <laughs> You know, you get that shit all the time, and it's 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 a fucking nightmare. Well, welcome to my nightmare, folks. Uh, yeah, I'll make a video where I sing this song like Buffalo Jeff. Here's our breakup song that echoes of our past, a melody that lingers like shadows and that will last. I'll find my way without you, and someday I'll be free. But for now, I'll sing this song. Dion, you belong to me. <laughs> was it was it weird enough? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, cool. Let's move on. All right, guys. So we got uh, two other segments tonight, folks. So hit that thumbs up button just for YouTube's sake, since we're fighting the algorithm, but we're growing in other ways. So, folks, welcome to 193K, as we said at the beginning of this show. If you want more WCBS, you can always go to Patreon. You can go to shopwcbs.com, or you can get Stealing Solo. We received super chats to tell us how much we they liked Stealing Solo during the High Council this past week. So thank you to everyone out there that's bought a copy, and thank you for letting us know that you enjoy it. All I ask is if you get a copy, when you do, uh, tag us on social media to let us know that it arrived. I ship out the books multiple times a week, and uh, I'm excited to get them in everyone's hands in America. Hell, one day we'll turn it into a film. We just got to get Harrison Ford before he kicks the bucket. But that dude is like a bad penny. He always turns up, so I think we're safe. Look, a plane crash couldn't get him. J.J. Abrams couldn't get him. Uh, This new Indiana Jones couldn't get him. But maybe a garage door could get him, Nick. <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe that'll that'll uh that'll be what gets him finally is a fucking garage door. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he's in a place now where he like he doesn't want to work with Disney anymore and he'll be like, Yeah, sure guys, whatever. Uh just make sure there's food and a, a nice bed for me to sleep in. I, I don't care. Just let's do it. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh dude, with the advent of crowdfunding, <laughs> we could raise the money. It's like look, it's for the actual guy. We could make that, that money would be, very quickly. That would be goddamn hilarious. It's like, all right, we got, I guess we raised all this money. Now we have to build sets. It's like, it would, it would work for Wayne's World. We'll build the basement to look like the basement from Wayne's World. How's that sound? <laughs> uh, that'll work out. Now, one of the the uh, pieces of the title card tonight was uh, some Disney stuff. Now, Dion, the one thing you always say when it comes to, and I use this phrase uh, very loosely, but this woke content or this woke rush of entertainment that's choking the life out of regular good stuff you always say they make it because they think there's money to be made in it 
Other people say that they make it because they're trying to send a message or change the views or beliefs of people. But the one thing that's changing is Disney's going to stray away from it because according to the CEO, he wants to quiet the noise regarding the culture wars because they're not healthy for Disney business. So fucking finally, they're going to stop doing dumb shit that will appeal to the social media crowd because your average everyday Disney consumer and the, folks, that's everybody now. It's not like we're all, you know, going whistling zippity doo dah at our assholes. It's Disney owns hmm. the biggest properties. Disney owns the TV channels. They own everything. If you want a great parody of Disney, make sure you watch The Boys because they have Vought. And Vought is Disney, uh, a, a lightly satirical version of Disney. And they get into some dark shit. Now, of course, it's satire, so it's meant to be a little more extreme than the real world stuff. But according to a new claim, uh, Bob Iger wants to quiet away because it's hurting Disney business. A financial uh, analyst, Laura Martin, recently attended an investor event at the Walt Disney World Resort and reported that during this event, Bob Iger explicitly stated he wanted to quiet the noise on culture war issues. In the report, which was provided, she explained that Iger believes that content should be entertaining, not issue-focused. Fucking finally, I'm sorry for the cussing, but it's just like, we've all been saying this for literally years. Since Disney started doing a lot of this crap uh, and making their entertainment shitty, we have been saying this for years. So it's, it's, it's not only uh, validating, but it's it makes me happy because, like I said, they own everything. We're stuck with watching their stuff unless you want to stop watching movies or TV shows. And so uh, finally, they're not going to be focused on that. Furthermore, Iger's goal is to quiet the noise. So... This corrob is corroborated because it echoes the comments that Iger made to CNBC back in July when uh, David Faber of CNBC asked the executive, what about the situation in Florida? Well, folks, they didn't win that fight in Florida. Not only did they lose, they have to pay all the court costs. That's what happens when you lose in court. So Bob Iger and Disney are uh, you know, basically changing their tune. What do you guys think about this news? Um, I can, can somebody tweet Iger that water is wet and the sky is blue just to make sure he knows about those things as well. Just, Sun just to be sure. The east sets in the West. Yeah. 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 You know, things like that, you know, just so is that how it goes? He, he, he knows about these things as well, because it seems like he's a, I, this is, and th th this proves what we said a couple weeks ago about the disconnect between, you know, these higher ups and normal fucking people. The fact that it took them this long since what, 20 15 to get this shit you know to, to figure this out it's it's frustrating and it's like oh yeah this is what we've been telling you for forever now this is why we're not this is why we're not excited about when movies come out in theaters anymore because it's shit we don't want to watch it this is why and the fact that you not making money is not a big enough message we don't know what is don't know what is like it's it's stupid really it is and I know uh, they've made comments like this in the past, but things are different now because of just how much of a, uh, how much, I don't know, the reality has gone up. Reality has gone in dry on them and they have to fix things because they're losing money. They've had to lay off people. They've had to make a lot of drastic changes. And so I have no simpy for Disney. I'm all out of simpy, fresh out of it, actually. Well, no, it's been a long time coming, but I'm just, I'm not really into their bullshit anymore. And a lot of people are fed up too. And I hope this is the change that, uh, you know, they, they're forced into. Because it couldn't happen to a nicer company to have these losses and uh, have people turned off. People are looking elsewhere for entertainment. They're not yeah. going to Disney World. Their theme parks aren't bringing in the money. The cruise ships, this, that, and the other. 
it's just not a good time to be in the Disney business. And more people have issues with them than you'd realize. It's always surprising when you see videos come out from, you know, non-Disney places talking about this topic. It's really the thing that people, I don't know, they're so fascinated by. Because growing up in the 90s, Disney was just this family-friendly business that owned a lot of stuff and people were happy to watch and take their kids to it. Yep. Now people are like, I don't trust my kids to watch Disney. I don't trust my kids to be a part of this. It got weird. It got political. And hopefully it's getting shut down once and for all. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they reaping what they've sowed. They decided that it was more important for them to push the message, push the agenda, and appeal as hard as possible to a small percentage of the population. And it's come back to bite them in the ass. I believe it's just lip service at this point because there's been statements similar to this in the past and nothing's changed. So until I see him doing something different, it's just Bob Iger talking just to say things. Well, I well, hope they make know, that change. Listen, and again, they have to, you know, you know, you, that's why, you know, when people get onto the emotional side of the motherfucking topic, you know, I'm, I, and that's on both sides, right? You know, the, the, the overarching point has always been, you know, Disney is a business. Like they are not making this content because they believe it or blah, 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 blah. Like it's all about making money, you know, and it's, you know, multiple companies are doing this shit. I mean, everything from obviously <clears throat> giant companies like biz, like Disney all the way down to fucking, <clears throat> you know, motherfucking supposed, you know, news organizations, right? Like people can't do what they think is fucking popular. You know, you know, they don't care about all this shit. They just care if you give them your money. And this is proof of that. Like if he, and again, you know, you know, if it's a credible source, it's a credible source. But you know, if he's, if he's saying this in a fucking financial meeting, you know, that motherfucker is not going to go to a financial meeting and just say something to them to you know oh yeah no but i'm still gonna go and lose money like they don't care about that shit you know and and that's what we've always been saying you know, everyone wanting to jump up and applaud them where you know they're making these characters for a specific group of people you know they they don't care about you <laughs> and bob Iger's going to a financial meeting that's not small biscuits that's not him going to the fucking water cooler you know, that's the people who, who they expect money from. You know, these are the returns, and they are not good overall. Like, yeah, Force Awakens made $2 billion, and then we lost a bunch of motherfucking money on the other stuff that was involved with it. You know, we should be making sure it's entertaining, not issue-driven, because it is costing us money. In the bu 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 billions, bitch. You know, you know, you know, you know. At, at the billion dollar mark, lip service doesn't fucking exist. You cost money, or you get the fuck out. And Disney is making Bob Iver is making that shit very clear. You know, so nobody cares about you know how many times Vice talked about it in relations to how it made people hard or whatever. No one cares about that shit. You know, he is not going to go talk to the people that are expecting 
you to him to make them motherfucking money and give them lip service. That shit that that is not even part of the motherfucking equation. So no. you know, everyone that wanted to jump on the internet and talk shit and you know talk about oh well no you're just being toxic no dude trust me he is not on your side mm-hmm. you know it, when we've been saying from the beginning you know fucking the fact that they didn't make money off of a resort that was three thousand dollars a night bitch um that's a problem you it know, is a problem that, it's that's huge now, um, we'll, we'll move on from our Disney stuff. Folks, join us on Tuesday night. We'll cover this more of this on the High Council, and we'll wait to hear more. As of now, WCBS just wants to bring you these topics as they're fresh so we can have a great discussion about them and uh, see where it goes. In a moment, folks, we're going to talk about the wrestling segment because this is probably the biggest wrestling segment we'll ever have on the channel this week, guys. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, everything's changed. The Rock came back. The WWE fired a shitload of people. SmackDown's going to USA and leaving Fox after their billion-dollar contract expires. It's an interesting yep. time to be a wrestling fan. And the best part is, wrestling doesn't suck. Normally it does, and you're like, oh, it's crap, I don't care. It's okay now. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Is it, though? I have enjoyed every premium live event. Okay, almost everyone this year. <laughs> There it is. I can't remember everything. I enjoyed WrestleMania. I thought the Rumble was fun. The regular SmackDowns that I watch are entertaining. There's a wrestler to like, like LA Knight. I think it's a, it's a solid time to be a wrestling fan. I'd say it's the best time to be a fan since 2000... Uh, I don't want to say 7, because that's... I hated 07 to like 20-whatever. But it's the best time in over 10 years. That's, that's, that's fair. I mean, you, you know, obviously there's shit that could be better, but yeah, it is, it is it's better. Like, I enjoyed fucking Payback. I did like, too. I, I had a good time. I fucking at least keep up with it now. Like, before like, I had fucking abandoned WWE, or I was like, yo, we watch one thing, two things a year, and then I don't, you know, miss me with that shit. But I'm like, damn, okay. You know, okay. Besides what came out the last few days, but, you know, Shit. What, all the firings? Mm-hmm. Well. Fucking Elias. Are you really worried about Elias getting fired? That dude sucked. Yeah, he, they ruined they, him. They That was, yeah, that was on WWE. And, and he wasn't a great, like, wrestler, wrestler. But, but like, that Elias shit was entertaining as fuck. Like, so, let's... Know. Let's read some of the people that have been fired so far. Now, this one blew me away. Dolph Ziggler's gone. I love yeah, Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler's been there forever. Yeah, dude. And he was still dropping great promos, and they got rid of his ass. Eh, he'll be in AEW soon. It should have been me. His brother's there. His brother's in good with the, the elite, so Ziggler, Ziggler will have a job. Yeah, he's fine. He's talented enough. He's a world champion. Um... You know, he'll be fine. I just hope he debuts as Nikki from the Spirit Squad. That would be pretty funny. So, other wrestlers that were let go, we have Elias, Mustafa Ali, Shelton Benjamin, Top Dalla, Riddick Moss, Emma, Aaliyah, Rick Boogs, Quincy Elliott, 
I don't know who the fuck half of these people are. Bryson, Montana, Dana Brooke, Monsoor, Mace, Shanky, fuck you, uh, Dabakato, Ulisa, Leone, and Daniel MacArthur. MacArthur. A lot of those must be like developmental NXT peoples. Um, yeah, apparently they're getting rid of Gabe Stevenson too, who just was going to the Olympics, and he's been or he went to the Olympics and he's been there forever. And apparently that's rumor that he's getting cut too. Yeah, but they screwed up with him. They did not eat. They promoted him at WrestleMania 38. They act like he was going to yeah. be a big deal, and then nothing. Yeah. Um, Ziggler, that was kind of surprising. Most of the others was not. Top Dollar, the writing was on the wall for him the second he did that weird fucking shitty belly flop over the rope and just wiped out and looked fucking terrible. So the, that that writing was on the wall. Dana Brooke, I completely forgot she was even still there. <laughs> I did um, too. I did too. Other than that, it's just a bunch of people they didn't fucking do anything with. Fucking Rick Boogs is kind of surprising. I mean, obviously, the th- his thing sucked once the, he separated from Shinsuke, but like, you know, that dude was because he got fucking hurt. And mm-hmm. I thought that they were going to at least give him a sh- another little mini push once he got back because he like, fucked his shoulder up or whatever. Like, did he do it at WrestleMania too? But. You he know, fucked his leg up at WrestleMania. He, I think, tore a squad. Right. Yep, yeah. yep. And getting rid of him, like, damn. That's well, just surprising. I mean, they get we have these cuts every year in wrestling. Usually happen closer to WrestleMania, and with the Endeavor deal closing, what was it last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not a. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. No, they even said that was going to happen when they were going to make the merger because there's going to be a bunch of redundancies when they combine the two headquarters together. So you don't need two, three, four people doing the same job. And I mean, the the talent cuts, everybody knew that was going to fucking happen. So they're just trimming the fat, getting rid of people that aren't on TV or aren't going to get any TV time anytime soon. They kind of, I was surprised about Mansoor because he was their, you know, sweet Saudi money meal ticket. Every time they went over there, he got a featured role because he's from there or something. Mm-hmm. And they're having another sweet Saudi money coming up here in a month or two. Are they really? Yeah, I think in November is the Family Jewels or whatever they call that episode. Ah. Yeah, Crown Jewel. Let's yeah, get that's nice. the one. Got it. I watch them over at Phil's. It's fun, but I don't really like the Saudi shows that much. I mean, listen, you know, and that's what's so crazy about them and the UFC being together, you know, because the UFC be doing shit over in Abu Dhabi. And, you know, it's the same kind of weird feeling, but, you know, and that's what's interesting too. You know, Dana White just got fucking made official CEO by Endeavor. You know, and they haven't. I know Vince is kind of there, but then apparently they made his him move his shit out of the office. You know, oh, really? so yeah, so that, that's and that shit just came out right before all this shit. So it is fucking like it, the times they are, are fucking changing. You know, you talk about you know, it's it's fucking crazy. So that's that's why certain names because usually when you have. You know, like we're making this shit corporate. Like they keep the well-known shit. Like even if it's not, you know, like and, you know that's what makes it so funny about it being in wrestling now. But 
Like you, I, I would assume that the people up there were like, yo, we keep names like Dolph Ziggler because you know he's a popular uh uh a popular franchise name that we can reboot. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only reason why certain names are pretty pretty, especially after fucking Bray Wyatt dying. Like, like that's just crazy. They got rid of the fucking Dolph Ziggler. Like that that dude got the internet to kind of shake the pillars of WWE and they're getting rid of that guy. Yeah, well, I mean it's not like he had one of the loudest pops in history, but let's be honest with Dolph Ziggler, they were never gonna do anything else with him. His career, his time had right. come. This oh, yeah. right. it, it, you know, ten years know. ago. His his time. time is up and someone else's time is now. You might not be able to see him, but their time is now. It's the franchise, man. They're shining now. Yeah. You could definitely tell the uh, the film actors guild is on strike when The Rock and Cena both show up because they got nothing else to do. Listen, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the other way you know shit is serious. Oh, that's funny. That's a, that's like, a, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, is it a coincidence that The Rock is in? You know, obviously Cena's been back for like a month or whatever, but you know, The Rock fucking comes back, and then a week later, you know, the fucking they're opening that shit up on Wall Street. Like, damn. I guess, uh, I, yeah. I guess a rock's tequila or vodka or whatever the fuck he's peddling is not doing so well. Well, he been and he been fucking up too. Uh, yeah, the whole shit with uh, Hawaii, correct? Like everyone's mad at him over that. Uh-huh. Yeah, because so. yeah, him and uh, him, him and Oprah were like, yeah, give us, yeah, yeah, we're here to support the the people of Hawaii. Give us money to give them money. It's like you motherfuckers could. You know, empty out your pockets might pay for everything right now, but they don't want to. So it was dumb. Right. Well, I always find it funny when rich people tell you to give your money to something. Dude, it's the 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 disconnect is still there, even even after COVID. Like it's still hilarious. Like we, it, you know, the, the, they still think they're still looked at the same way. It's like, no, we know how you motherfuckers operate a little bit. Like, come the fuck on. We know you have money. We're not dumb. You know, you guys can pay for this shit right now. You can sign a check, whatever. Swipe a credit card. Do do something. Figure it fuck out. Yeah, yeah things like, are more expensive now than ever. Metal. What were you saying? Mm-hmm. I said yeah, especially when you got black metal cars and shit. You know, you know, and they brought that motherfucker back. <laughs> like you know, he's getting like he was in that Hawaii shit, and they still brought his ass back. Well, when it comes to wrestling, there's. You can pretty much be Teflon if you haven't killed somebody, assaulted somebody in a certain way, or basically got or, drunk and said some fucked up shit. Or challenge your wife and your kid to a figure four leg match or whatever, you know, it, it's fine. Yeah, well, that's acceptable in the world of wrestling. Vince will give you a fucking promotion if you make your wife tap <laughs> oh, out. God damn I, I think he was going a different direction with that, but sure. Right, 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 right. He was doing some, some, <laughs> he was a degenerate. <laughs> Yeah. Why are people surprised that Vince McMahon is a shitty guy? Listen, and wrestling else? fans have been telling people that shit for years. Mm-hmm. For years. They were like, yo, don't be anointing this dude with anything just yet. Well, people yeah, shouldn't sure like not. put these famous people on a pedestal and expect them to be yep. virtuous. They're just people with more money and, I don't know, maybe they worked harder or they got lucky. One of the two things. But it's like, they're not very special. They're just fortunate. It's not going to change their attitude. It's like, you know, there are the exceptions to the rules. Like, you know, when we hit 45 million subscribers and Dion has more money than sense, he'll be a good guy. Like he is now. <laughs> we're making, right. we're making Terminator 18. 
Yeah, and people are he for pulls, he pulls a fucking Western stuff from Blade Three. He's like, "Call me Terminator Negro. My name is no longer Dion. I'm in character. Goddamn it!" The part that's going to blow me away is the fact that we're tired of making the movies, but there's still lines around the block for Terminator Thirty Four. It's like Jesus Christ, people. We've right, time traveled right. seventeen times now, and we've gone back and stopped the fucking Revolutionary War. Why? But people see, keep coming back because we're the right. people's right. podcast. We'll give them what no, they we, want. We had our John Wick four to five moment. We said, "Listen, people still buying tickets. You dig?" <laughs> yes, we're doing we're doing Terminigro and the Black Diamonds or whatever the fuck you know, and that's the it's the the the, the, the Terminigro verse. Goddamn right, we're gonna do it. Can we have the Terminigro go off to like stop blood diamond mining in Africa? Like that's when we're gonna like want to kill the franchise. It's like we're gonna have them right. deal with topical stuff, and people are like, "Yeah, the Terminigro said so." So we're gonna change. It's like what we gotta be careful what we create because it's like that right. scene in Rocky Five Four. If I can change, and you can change, we can all change. And soon we're going to create a fucking monster with the Terminigro. Listen, that is a perfect fucking example, too. Motherfucking Rocky ends the Cold War. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I believe uh, in Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> he believes in him, too. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, believe the, me. I hear him that's why, that's, that's why there's an Expendables 4. Like, he's still, you know, still puttering around. He's like, yeah, I can do it again one more time. Let me go take some heart medication for, for eight months. It'll be all right. Uh, everything's fine, man. I, I, the Expendables 4, it's going to be a great movie. Everybody should come out and see it. And then we're going to make a Rocky, uh, for what number are we on now? You're right. in! Which Rocky are we on? Rocky 5. <laughs> Thousand. Rocky 5000, yeah, I'm gonna fight uh, the robots. Honestly, <laughs> they should make one, they should make Rocky 5000 where he fights the robots from real steel. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be great. That'd be so funny. And then, like, it brings Apollo back. <laughs> Wait, is he a robot? Is he powered by AI and Rocky has to fight his friend one more time? Yes. Yep. And he's just like, I'm doing this because I love him. He was like, my brother. Oh my god! That could be himself. that could be that could be the B story. His friend is dying in a hospital. And he has to he, has to, he, he, he can give him, he can get a you know an experimental surgery, and he doesn't because mm-hmm. he becomes an AI bot, and he has to fight him in the mm-hmm. at the end of the the movie. Nah, you guys got it all wrong. Rocky Five Thousand is when he has to like fight the invaders from like Mars or something like that. And, like it turns yeah. out there's actually bring your best guy. human. Yeah. <laughs> He, he stopped the Cold War, so now he's going to go fight and stop the Intergalactic Wars. If, if yeah. Martians can change and humans can change and we can all change. Yeah. So it'd, be, it'd be like a better version of John Carter then. I'm going to go run up yeah, the stairs. Yeah. Rocky creates Starfleet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, I call I... for Adrian. She died. And she loved me. <laughs> and you're not a loser. Rocky, he's an alien. He don't speak English. It doesn't matter. I did. I did write. in the end. Oh my god. The Klingons disagree with that, Rocky, but that's okay. I did ask the computer to write us a story about uh, Rocky versus the robots. I'll read you the logline if you'd like. Please do. Please do. In a world where robots have taken over the boxing scene, an aging and determined Rocky Balboa comes out of retirement to prove that the human spear can still triumph over technology. <laughs> I'd watch that easily. Uh, yeah, they need to make they need to make that. I'd fucking watch it. It would be ridiculous and fun. Well, let me tell you a little more. 
In the not-so-distant future, boxing has become a high-tech spectacle, with humanoid robots taking over the sport. These advanced machines dominate the ring, attracting massive audiences and leaving human boxers obsolete. Among the casualties of this robotic revolution is Rocky Balboa, once the heavyweight champion of the world. Rocky, now in his late 60s, is leading a quiet life, running 60s. a gym where he trains young boxers. He's like 80 now. He's haunted by the memories of his glory days in the ring and the loss of his wife, Adrian. One day, he encounters a broken-down sparring robot named Rocky Jr. in a junkyard. <laughs> Seeing a spark of potential in the discarded machine, Rocky decides to restore it. Dude, hold on. Rocky Jr. should be the <laughs> robot from Rocky IV that Polly tried to marry? And that's what Rocky <laughs> uses to train to fight robots. Yeah. Yo, Adrian. I'm in the future, oh. but you're dead. <laughs> That's, that's really what that shitty movie the creators are about to tie into the rocket universe oh my god that'd be funny <laughs> well here let me let me tell you the rest of this real quick with the help of a brilliant young mechanic named mia who inspired rocky's legacy they bring back rocky jr to life rocky begins to train the robot teaching it's not just about technical aspects of boxing but also heart and soul of a fighter Mia and rocky <laughs> form an unlikely bond with mia becoming a surrogate daughter for the aging champ isn't this the plot to real steel it I is. think so. Pretty it much, is. this AI. Well, and here's and here's the thing: Real Steel is is that 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 was taken from us uh, a Twilight, Twilight Zone episode called Steel. It's yeah. um, a great episode. Yeah, season five, episode two. Yeah. Should say I that, love that, that one. I was like, didn't wait? Wasn't like, yeah, that's Real Steel. Hugh didn't Hugh Jackman train the robot? Yep. Yeah, he did. He did. For fuck's sake. Yep, he did. Oh, Even Chat GPT is an unoriginal bastard. <laughs> This is why I keep telling you guys not to trust the robots. By the way, I, I know you mentioned Creator. Did you guys see the the robots from Creator at the football game or whatever when, when they were just like roaming around and shit? Mm -mm. No. Oh no, they had people in like makeup and stuff, and they had um, them in a football game recently, and uh, people were just like, "Are these real or whatever?" A friend of mine sent it to me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, they're, they're real. Those are Elon Musk's um, test test androids." So, um, um, and the tests were successful, so they're going to go into production. He, he freaked out. I'm like, are you serious? Now, now Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Nick? Yeah, yeah did, they're the ones did, he fucks. <laughs> did these robots talk to you? No. They're, they're... Are the robots in the room with us right now? Are they in disguise? Yeah. <laughs> no. The... Do they only come to you at night? No, they don't, Kendall. Okay, I mean, I know you weren't feeling too well lately, but I'm starting to think some fever dreams might have been kicking in. <laughs> no, I passed that stage a while ago. I'm past it. Don't worry. Were the robots with you then too? They were. They were. I was hiding. I was hiding in my closet and all kinds of stuff. It was. It, was, it wasn't pretty. So now you're saying you're hiding in the closet, Nick? It's 2023. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Right. Society is a much more tolerant place. You don't have to have your robot friends to talk to. <laughs> We're here for you, Nick. Yeah. Now, speaking of being here, the audience is here for us each and every week. I think it's time we check in with them. You guys ready? Let's do yeah. it. Uh, let's see. Oh, hold on. We got a video of the, the AI bots. Let me mute this real quick. Yeah, make sure you mute the audio. Are these really? Are these just people? In, wait, no, these aren't people in costumes. They are. They are in costume. It's very elaborate oh, okay. makeup. It's not it's just it's, like. Wait, what is this? They don't have backs they, of their heads. The make the makeup looks really fucking good. And for, I had to look at it for a second. I'm like, okay, I know what it is. But yeah, it look. They looks really awesome though. Yeah, this is exactly the way I want to sell a movie by having the crash test dummies walk around the fucking. Field. They look like them, don't they? 
Yeah, when there's no hope in sight, the crash. They crash got about as much emotion right. as a Chargers fan. <laughs> but yeah, that was yeah, that was them. They're roaming around and stuff, uh, during football game and just trying to be robots. Yeah. Now I did remember one thing before we check in with the audience. Nick, you had mentioned the uh, that stand-up comedian that was getting run through the ringer. What was his name again? Uh, Hassan Minhaj. And what was his situation? He got called out for making up some bullshit. Yes. Yeah, basically, um, all the stories he told during his stand-up called Homecoming on Netflix were, were bullshit. And uh, you can thank the New Yorker from, for doing their research because they were going to do a, like, a big piece on him. And they went through all the stories, wanted to verify them, and they couldn't. And that was a problem. Um, and including one, uh, one of the stories um, was one of the stories he tells in the, in the special is him asking this girl uh this this white girl to school to, to prom and she said she said no or something like that and said yes or just you know I, I forget the exact story but uh he wanted to ride over and you know and and uh take her to prom whatever on his bike and he gets there and like you know another another dude's there and putting a corsage on her arm or something like that and come to find out um the story was not true because he asked her like two days before kind of thing and that's why she like she already had a date and she didn't she couldn't go with him. And apparently, what happened is people were so outraged at the story they found her and doxed her, and what? like and gave her death threats and shit like that. Yeah, because of a story he told that was incorrect. Internet needs to calm the he, fuck down. I, I well I'm, I agree. And it was like once again, it's like racial bias. You know, he's a brown guy. He went through some shit during nine eleven, and this was a story. I I get it and. I, I I I agree. The internet does need to calm down. It's just one of those things where it's like he was trying to, and he he even even he defends himself. He's like, oh, I was trying to go with the emotion of this. It's like motherfucker. A lot of us, a lot of us who are my age and you know uh, things like that. Like we we went through this shit. We we survived it. We had to kind of go through high school during that time, and you know, it was it we all of us had diff, you know different different levels of diff, difficulty going through it. But the fact that you. Um, lied about a, a majority of those stories just to kind of perpetuate your career makes you a piece of shit. He wanted simpy. Well, that should affect no people's fucking lives. And well, even even then, one story he tells is apparently like apparently he was so like high up or whatever that uh, he got mailed some white powder in an envelope that got somehow on top on on, on his daughter, and they had to be she had to be rushed to the hospital, and his wife yelled at him saying, "Oh, you know." Quit making these offensive jokes because I'll fucking leave you. And that never happened either. God fuck? damn, dude. That's fucked up. Yeah. Did they talk yeah. to his wife about it? I, I, uh, uh, well, no, there was like, they, they'll try to look in the records of the hospital and things like that. There was no record of any, of any of that at all, ever. Uh, they've talked to his neighbors and things like that. And it was just like, none of it ever happened. They didn't, yeah, nothing like that ever happened. It was never reported, nothing. So. And it's it's one of those things where like I watched the homecoming special and I was like oh shit I've you know I've kind of experienced a few of these things you know during that time when when it happened and I was like oh that's really fucked up man that's that's terrible and learning that he you know manipulated everybody emotionally that I was like you're a giant piece of shit a giant piece of shit for doing that will um, you ever go back and watch any of his stuff now like no. his new stuff no no never never I mean I I once again I kind of liked him in the beginning because he was kind of funny. And I once again, I, I really sympathize with homecoming because I once again I thought it was true. Um, and going through a handful of those experiences as well, like you know, it kind of hit home. But now that I know that he faked it all, and I was just kind of like, "Wow, you're a giant piece of shit." 
and I don't support you at all. And I mean, I hope that he gets ostracized and loses some money and some credibility by doing this. But also, like, he got really fucking boring because he would always make 90s basketball references in all of his comedy. And I was like, okay, enough of this. Please stop. And, um, and he just kind of ceased to be, you know, relevant anymore. But, yeah, I hope he gets kind of, you know, ran through the ringer and just, you know, taken a part of it. He needs to be put down a peg or two, really. Nick, you don't think if every time I make a joke about Patrick Ewing, I'm a genius? Like, come on now. <laughs> But those are seldom. Like he would do it at least like five times during every like Patriot Act show or a set he did or whatever. It was fucking annoying, man. It really so was. What is your issue with nineteen nineties NBA? <laughs> I don't have an issue with it, but if that's your that's your whole fucking persona, then please fuck off. I mean, unless you're Dennis Rodman, I really don't want to hear nineties basketball players anymore. Yeah. Like I respect Michael Jordan, but like, you know, he's just kind of safe and boring he's rich we get it no it's crazy he's at least fun and it was funny because i was watching i think flagrant too they did they did a clip about it as well and apparently him um hassan Minhaj and um what's his name um the other guy in that fucking podcast i forget his name for life of me um were friends back in the day and they were colleagues and they were like you know exchanging jokes and and stuff you know about about 15 years ago and apparently Hassan told told him uh the story about the prom story and um he thought it was true but apparently like he fell out of being friends with him because he thought it was kind of a piece of shit as well that he was kind of perpetuating himself just to kind of be virtue signaling and being you know being part of the being part of the far left in hollywood and trying to really get up there and stuff and kind of distanced himself from uh from him a while ago and it, apparently it was a good move because this has come out and he's you know people know he's you know a piece of shit that's fucking crazy that you lied about but that's you know but again to our earlier point you know you know people will do anything to be famous and rich why couldn't this have happened to kumal nam johnny I agree. <laughs> I would much rather him get pulled through the ringer and turned in, outed as a giant piece of shit than this guy because this guy, he looks familiar. Um. Uh, yeah. The the, the guy. White House correspondence dinner. Twice. Yeah. No, he looks like somebody else famous, but like a you know, not American version. I don't know something about his face. He looks like somebody else famous. But... Um. The guy I'm remembering on Fake Flagrant is Akash Singh. He's an, he's an Indian comedian on there, and he's actually funny. Legitimately funny. Maybe. Um, I don't know. All I know is I want this to have happened to Kumi Nabjabi. I agree. No, no, I know. He's lying as well, dude. Let's, let's, you know that from his, him being like, oh, yeah, I, lo- I just, I just, I just ate, I just ate raw, I just ate raw chicken, brown rice, and, and broccoli. Yes, and I all, became... all I ate was broccoli, rice, and, and chicken breast every day, and I look like this. Bullshit, yeah. Kumi. Yeah. 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 Well, at least at, le- at least at least we still have Cal Penn, so that's that's good. That's good. Uh, be, I don't know. Has, has Kumi come out and like made a bunch of bullshit story jokes in order to make America look like a terrible place? He might have. Fuck it. We're gonna say he did. <laughs> no, no, I think man. I think I think it's okay. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. He's good, man. He just that got married. Yeah. Cal Boom. Penn did. Yep. Uh, Didn't he work for Obama for a while? He did. Yeah, he he was like, oh, so fucking. I don't remember what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, he got some fucking job with Obama. I was like, okay. Good 
good man no shit but, yeah he went yeah, from he, he, he went from stuff and his husband was like yo i don't want to be like famous <laughs> he was like cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah apparently akash singh on flagrant uh to talk about you know their conversation and like how he, they were friends back in the day and he kind of he didn't say it in so many words, but he could tell he was trying to. He's like, I, he distanced himself from um, Hassan years ago, and looks like for good reason. So, well, and that's the thing about him and you know Schultz. They'd be like, yo, like, well, we know people that you know they're not who they say they are. Like they, you know, people pretend to be stuff all the fucking time, and yeah. you know that's fucking crazy. Because you know, I, I mean, this I didn't think this dude was that funny, but I was like. Hey, he seems he seems all right, you know. Damn. Oh God damn it! But he fucking you made up an anthrax story, bro. Dude, he even make out. He did. He even made up a story about um the um what was it the the journalist who got chopped up by the Saudis. Which he made one? Up a, the most recent one. The most recent. Oh, one. Okay, because I'm say those are some dirty birds over there. The that's true. Apparently, he made up a story as well that said like he was like uh a day a day apart from like meeting somebody and that happened to him but it was really like a month apart or something i forget like the timelines didn't match up um yeah those those there's, there's a lot of really shitty stories he talks but there's a, there's a new yorker art article that came out that's like five pages long that i read and it was just like all the shit that just not not correct that he said and everything it was it was crazy and he defend once again he defends it as being like you know oh this is this is this was my emotional truth and this is what you know this is what i you know i said and it's like i understand like modifying jokes to be funny and like you know you know making them different places things like that that's okay but when you lie about life experiences you know like that and just to elicit an emotional response because you're a certain race and you went through a shitty part of you know part of history it's like that's really fucked up man that's super fucked up yeah that's fucking wild especially to have the hubris to lie about something that people can track down. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you just can't make claims that someone sent you a fucking chemical weapon. You know, that shit gets fucking like that shit gets recorded. Like you're fucking with serious shit, you know, or you, you know, listen, you know, we ain't saying the world's a perfect place, but you lying about somebody turning you down the prom because that they were white. You know what I'm saying? And like, that part, that motherfucker, she got, yeah, her, she got boxed. Like that's re- that's real life consequences. You can't do that. Like that's a no. People of color, like like that's a no no. Like you don't do that. Like we've had, you know, everyone, you know, if you know, you know, you know, and like especially like you know, for, especially for Nick, man, it's like yo, like we, there are those of us that experience this shit in yeah. real life. You know, yeah, you don't I mean, lie about that. It's yeah, it's. It's 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 really it's really it's really fucked up, and like yeah, I, like once again, I watched Homecoming. I thought it was great, and I would recommend a lot of people watch it at the time. And even now, I'm just like, don't watch it. It's bullshit. It's fucking terrible. Um, it's not worth your time. But yeah, to to emotion, to emotionally manipulate people to get ahead in, in the in the entertainment industry, that's fucking terrible, man. It really is. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna look more into this because I'm not gonna necessarily. Uh, make a video about it, but I want to learn more because I'm kind of disappointed. I mean, Nick, I know how you feel about it, but I've never really heard of this guy, but the thing about comedy is modern comedy, these guys, the modern comedian is kind of like these, uh, 
how do I say it? Like they, they kind of test, they are the temperature gauge of the room in a lot of these situations. And so, you know, Chappelle's later stand-ups are more socially conscious and not in the weird way than they are just laugh out loud funny, which, you know, I prefer the older stuff, but usually you listen to him talk about stuff and you're like, all right, cool. You know, uh, this guy has a good point or, oh, it makes me think about stuff, topics of the day. But when you just, you're feeling pretty good about the topics from someone and they're just bullshit it's disappointing, and I I can kind of feel your disappointment through the show. Would you want to? Would you like to hear one of who one of his biggest defenders and supporters is right now? Oh God, please tell Amy me, Amy Schumer, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> She's still trying to be relevant. That's a problem. She well, says that comedians. Why would comics tell exactly what happened? It's not that interesting. Well, once again, I understand that, but when you're when. You, when when you're an Indian guy who's grown up who's like 30, almost 40 years old, and you went through high school during 9-11 in a small town somewhere in, you, in the U.S., and you had to deal with this shit, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a time in your life you really fucking remember. And you re- kind of like, yeah. you know, it's one of those that, things that... rhyme with Hennessy? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you, you, you know, you, you kind of remember all the shitty, sh- shitty things that happened to you, like, and you you can recall them very quickly. Like, and the fact that this asshole who, who grew up in fucking California, go figure, um, was like, Oh yeah, these things happened to me. And like, none of them fucking did. You're just some boring Brown guy who grew up in California. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're mildly, you're mildly entertaining, but like, uh, you had to manipulate people into believing, you know, you were, these horrible things happened to you and these egregious racial things, you know, took place. It's like, no, they fucking didn't. You, you, you know, you're just boring. That's all it is. It's kind you of know, like Boy Who Cried Wolf because then people stop listening. To these you know what the worst part have. about what Nick went through when he was growing up there in Hennessy and all that abuse that he took is it was Brian Lape that was doing most of it. <laughs> that's, that's the that's the cold. Oh blood my blood. god, that old bastard! <laughs> Somebody that's supposed to be his friend abusing oh him that god. way. Oh At least when god. I do it, I only half mean it. <laughs> Thanks, Kendra. Don't worry. When you die, I'll take care of your kid. I mean, I would like to. I would like to think that one day he'll be rich rich enough to be taking care of all of us. (laughs) Don't worry. When you when when you pass away before all of us, very very soon uh, because of old age, um, (laughs) we'll 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 gladly take care of your kid. It'll it'll be literally two years older than you. Don't worry, man. But your your time will come. It'll 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 hopefully be you know you know quick quick and painless. It'll be fine. Hey hey Dion, let's step away from this blood feud so we don't get hit in the crossfire. Okay. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. You and me are over here on the sideline just eating sandwiches and watching. The irony is that Nick and I are going to be in the same car together when it happens. So it's going to be like I'll be laying there dying, and he'll be like, "I told you you were going to die first. You're like those two dudes that. from that episode of Tales from the Crypt, Chop Poker. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Well, um, according to MSNBC, they refer to him as the boy who cried racist wolf, but they said that him doing all this actually will just uh, help white supremacy. Dear God, he is he is he is the brown juicy juicy Smollett. That's what I'm going to call him. Okay, he's Indian juicy Smollett. Man, like that's you know. You know, that, sh- that ain't far off, motherfucker. He's, you know he's, ten, he's, ten, he's, he's Tandoori Smollett, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. 
know. All right, fuck him. I'm sorry. He's always come out somewhere. You know what I mean? He's Jesse Smollett. His stories are a chutney of lies. (laughs) 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 You were out at 3 a.m. to get Subway? In a polar vortex. That's what happened to this guy. Did he he go go out at 3 a.m. to Subway, you know, not far from the World Trade Center? Is that what he's trying to say? Apparently, he he went out at 3 a.m. to a white girl's house, and his parents said, get the fuck out of here. Well, no, and and, and even even in that story, he's like, like, oh, I, you know, uh, her parents didn't approve. I'm like, motherfucker. You were you're your first generation. Your parents are from India. Your parents wouldn't approve either. They should, in fact, they 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 just dis, they would disapprove even harder. Okay, I've been through that shit. I know how it is. He'd get the finger wag, and then he'd get. They would be pointing at some other girl that looked a lot more like him. Not even no, not even that. You'd get the finger wag, and they'd be like, "Go back and go back to study. You got a B. It's not good enough." Be like, this is why we arrange marriages, okay? Jeez. To prevent shit like that. Yeah, you're not you're not fucking kidding. Now, I'm legitimately worried about the blood feud that's happening here on the show. You know what I think you guys need to do to let off some steam and relax? Um, Have a beer? Yeah. That, and then go see the Beetlejuice show on Broadway. Now, don't sit next to each other. Yeah, you get handies at that place. (laughs) I am not sitting next to Kendo this time. The the best, you want me to tell you my favorite part of that story? Please, please do. Not only did she get caught vaping when she said she wasn't which i don't understand what the big deal is it's colorado that's legal but at the same time she was totally fucking you know honking on this dude's hog through his pants which seems weird from the family values you know that she tries to spout but at the same time she broke up with the dude like a couple of days later over politics supposedly <laughs> it puts a whole Yo, new spin that's on what's this. so funny about it like yeah you know it's an asshole thing to do with some places to vape indoors because blah, 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 whatever. That's a policy, whatever. But how are we talking about that? She's giving the dude a rub down yeah. just out in the open. Yeah. And homeboy's, homeboy's going at it like he's a 13-year-old dude in health class. Like, and they're just doing that shit out and, and a play. Yeah. <laughs> they went out to see a play. You know, he grabbed on her boobs. She's wearing definitely a fucking... Look at me and look at the goodies I've got on display dress because I guess, you know, she's going through a divorce. So she's trying to make up for some of that lost time where she was, you know, stuck with one dude for a really long time. And her and this guy that she just started going out with uh, decided to play a little game of Louisville Tugger. (laughs) That's probably the craziest story of the week. I, I mean... What what reality do we live in where people are giving hand jobs at the Beetlejuice play? <laughs> I don't know, but that's the state of our politicians these days. They're showing up to meetings wearing fucking hoodies and shorts and stepping on rakes in public discourse. I this situation doesn't make me dislike this lady. I don't have an opinion of her, but I'm just like, all right, you're a person. You know, it is what it is. I, I mean, did I have don't a good chuckle though. Give a shit about Boober anyway. I mean. I thought it was a lot. I thought her story was a lot more interesting when Stan Lane was apparently her dad. Shit. Wait, is she making up stories like the comedian now? No, um, her mom was hanging out in the Florida territories or something. I don't know. Cornette's told the story a few times because he he knows sweet Stan Lane quite a bit because you know Midnight Express and everything, and. I guess her mom banged him, and then she came down pregnant not too long after, but, you know, and just told her that, I'm pretty sure your dad is this guy, and 
uh, DNA tests have said, nope, 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 nope. That's not the same guy. Well, good for him. He would be really embarrassed if he was alive. It is a nice dress on her, though. She is definitely showing off the assets. Yeah. Um, That's why we put it on screen right here for the folks. Never said she wasn't a good-looking lady. Exactly. Probably shouldn't be fucking playing, you know, hide the salami at the Beetlejuice concert. Well. God damn, how much did the taxpayer pay for those tits? (sighs) Enough. Like, you know, we can fund the schools and the roads and the tits. If you got to look at her on TV, at least, you know, have a reason to tune into those town hall meetings. I mean, that's a good way to get people to vote for you. Just fucking put on a titty dress and say, and just lean over the podium and be like, do we really want to talk about my opponent's platform or do we want to talk about my platform? I'd vote for this lady. Yeah, that's kind of like, you know what? She makes a really good fucking point. I see both of them right there. Yeah. The only two you ever need to know. (laughs) Uh. I think it's now time to check in with the audience. Wouldn't you guys agree? Why not? All right. Uh, so thank you, Shrubbles08, for our blue waffle word of the day. Also, Shrubbles says, Would Dion hook up a 10 out of 10 white woman even though she has blue waffles in her fanny? I'll take yes. a horses for Dion and a Joe Rogan. Dion, I like to think you have higher standards, sir. Listen, um, even if I was, I wouldn't tell you. Hey, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. (laughs) Sorry about this, Dion. Who are you? What are you doing here and where are my horses? Yeah. Well, good luck sleeping tonight, Dion. Also, let's lighten the mood a little bit with our favorite uh, coked-out podcast host. Imagine if you gave a white supremacist five MEO DMT, and then as the first one, as they're exhaling... Yeah. Thank Black you. and white video in the bathtub was so much funnier when I thought he was trying to shit in the bathtub. <laughs> I didn't people didn't realize people have to try to shit in the bathtub. I thought they had to try not to shit in the bathtub. I don't know. A little bit of calm, a little bit of calm. Processy, that'd be the one that you know is one of the easier ones. Now the Coos Bros have never shit in the bathtub, correct? No. All nope. right, cool. Standards. Yeah. Asato Fortune, thank you for being a member of the channel. Asato Fortune says, Bombay Bad Boy, Coach Kendo, and the Terminigro, and Andre the Giant's son sound like the new A-Team. Can I get a dead Pokemon, please? <laughs> Maybe we should do an A-Team shirt. That should be a real, like a, a legit one. Oh, yeah. And your brother want a peanut? That'll be on the back. So, uh, you wanted your dead Pokemon button. I believe it's right here. Who's that Pokemon? It's dead. <laughs> the musical part at the end of that afterwards, it's dead. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I need to learn how to make the, the who's that Pokemon 
uh, thing. That'd be a lot of fun to have those custom buttons. Uh, so Georgian, thank you. He says, Jeff, Formula One has drastically altered the Vegas Strip. They cut down the trees in front of the Bellagio and traffic is a mess. Go off Strip, have some fun if you can. Suggest Player One video game bar. I will check that out, says Georgian. Uh, when I used to live out west, I was only four hours away from Las Vegas, so we would hit up Las Vegas three times a year. It was nice uh, to be Compton to have all that stuff. Uh, this time it's a little different, but I will check out the uh, Player One video game bar. The way my flight operates is I'm going to be out there earlier than everyone else. I'll have about seven or eight hours to myself, so maybe I'll uh, visit a bar and uh, go do that. I mean, you can day drink in Vegas. You can day drink anywhere, but you don't have any shame. Well, does anyone have shame day drinking anymore? No. It's not really like a problem, is it? No. We're a hedonist society. Uh, I'm down with that. But yeah, I'll get shit-faced and check it out, so Georgian, thank you very much. But I'm sad they messed up the strip, because the strip was a lot of fun. I've had a lot of good times there. Go back and check out an old live stream I did on the Vegas strip back in 2019. It led to a lot of fun. But so Georgian, thank you very much. Enrique Vasquez says, so if Mario had $50 million more, I would have made $3 billion? Yes. Get side, please. Oh, dude, if Mario would have had a bigger budget, it would have made 10 times what Barbie made, and everybody would have seen it 100 times. <laughs> Leslie Jones' logic is sound. Um, now, for your number 55, here you go. Uh, uh. Well, folks, that's why Stealing Solo is the greatest parody since Spaceballs. So go to StealingSolo.com to check it out right now. And thank you to everyone who's bought a copy on air. I will ship your books out in the morning before I work the Cincinnati Comic Expo. And if you're in the Midwest, come hang out with us. Uh, get some stuff. Take some pictures. Hang out with us. It'll be a great time. I guarantee it. David Williams, thank you very much for your very generous super chat. David says, can I get a shout out for my fourth indie published book? The Dead Farm by D.W. Williams is a horror available on the Zon. Nick, you might like this one. I also have two fantasy books and a supernatural one as well. Stay pimping, WCBS. Well, let's check that out real quick. The Dead oh. Farm. I like the title. Yeah, I do. Um, uh, let's see what's available. I'm, I'm, I might check it out. Uh, it should be on Amazon, he said. Right then, I guess so. Folks, we always want to support independent art. We want everyone to uh, make their work. I'm trying to click the link right now and talk at the same time. I don't want the body farm. I want the dead farm. Isn't that what I said? Right? No. Uh, what is it? Oh yeah, sorry. The dead farm by D.W. Here we go. There um, we go. Trying to. There he is. D.W. Williams. So, folks, I will drop the link right now for you guys to check out this. It's new. It's got a five-star rating, and it's available on uh, Amazon right now. It says, Wilson and Eleonora Landry face the terrible reality of losing their land to the bank when their crops produce nothing for the year. The couple argues on what they should be doing to address the oncoming reclamation of their land. When Wilson becomes... When Wilson comes across an offer too good to be true, with his back against the wall, Wilson gives and takes the deal, settling settling his family on a road to a horrific disaster. I mean, I like the sound of that. Horrific disasters are interesting to me. <laughs> um, 
Ooh, this one looks cool too. So folks, the title of that book is The Dead Farm by our friend D.W. Williams. Uh, like I always say here on the channel, folks, we support independent artists because we want to help everyone find the next great thing. And so you can click the link and check this out right now from our pal David Williams. David, thank you very much for your super chat. And uh, we're going to check these out. We'll let you know what we think of them in the future. Xavier to God says, Jeff, Kendo, did you guys check out Blue Mountain State yet? Dion and Nick should check it out too. I have not. I haven't had the time to look into that, but I wrote it down. It is on the list. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen a good amount. I've never I didn't see the whole the whole series, but no, I mean I fucking like Blue Mountain State. I remember it was it was a big deal when it was on Spike. It's pretty good. I like that show. I mean, we got TV. fucking the uh, eventual Jack Reacher out of that show. You mean the actor that replaced Tom Cruise? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was dead. Is that really a name? In Blue Mountain State, it is. Fad Utam, the Samoan bad boy. <laughs> that's your that's your evil clone. <laughs> well, I mean, does he? I guess he's the one who doesn't have a beard. Then he's got like the inverse goatee. Like he's got <laughs> your beard, goatee. but he shaves the goatee part out. That would oh god. That would just look terrible. That would look terrible. That would, that's that's commitment if he wants to be if he wants to be the villain. I'm like sure whatever. You have a weird facial hair thing going on. You go with that. That's cool. I should just draw that for like an alternate page of. Yeah, Wood please. Busters. Yeah, please do because I want to see what the fuck that looks like. <laughs> now I'm tempted to start drawing it right now. No, you're, no, you're stay, on target, stay, stay on target. Stay on target. Loosen up. Uh, thank you, Xavier. To God, we will. I will check that out. But Dion seemed already. So Georgian says, Mr. Kendo, while some folks think that James Buchanan is the worst president, others think it was Andrew Johnson. Aside from the Lincoln connection, was the guy on the $20 bill that bad? Uh, Andrew Jackson's on the $20 bill. So I'm kind of confused. Aside from the Lincoln, Jackson wasn't connected to Lincoln. Uh, um, okay, so... Uh, all right, so Buchanan did absolutely nothing to prevent the Civil War and just kind of sat there and watched the you know snowball get bigger as it was going down the hill. Andrew Johnson um, just interfered with a lot of shit and did a bunch of things that just pissed everybody off. He kind of sucked. And I guess you meant Andrew Jackson, or you think Andrew Johnson's on the $20 bill. I'm not sure. But Jackson was a populist president. He was kind of like the everyman. But he also was a big proponent of slavery, which is bad. And then he also did a lot of things like signing 70 Indian treaties to remove people from the natives from their land. And he is responsible for the thing we know called the Trail of Tears. So, yeah, he's got a very controversial legacy. So... As a person, shitty human being, did some terrible things. As a president, kind of shitty too, but he also had some positives, like trying to stave off the bank and other things. But I wouldn't put him in the category of the worst. Jackson is mid. Johnson and Buchanan suck, though. So I'll give you those. Uh, by the way, Nick, in the amount of time that Kendo answered the question, I drew out what you would look like with the inverse goatee. It just is fucking Wolverine mutton chops. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm just like, this doesn't look that bad. It's just a mutton chop. Okay, okay. We'll keep the soul patch, though. There oh, you go. Thanks. Now you look douchier. <laughs> That's the idea. 
Uh, he also requested an Iron Grogu button, so here you go. Rondo, welcome back, my friend. A little welcome gift. That's not the only gift I have for you. <laughs> so what do you think? Maybe when he's older. No. What do you mean, no? I think he's saying he's old enough to operate it. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. No! You can't steal my catchphrase! No! Yes. No! Yes. No! Yes. No! 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 Yes. No! Yes. No! Good old Daniel Bryan. Thanks. Xavier to God, thank you very much. Name the reason why your favorite wrestler wouldn't be considered the GOAT. And fuck Mary Kill Undertaker versus Kane, Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy, and Brett versus Owen rivalries. Okay. So let's start with the first part about give a reason why your favorite wrestler wouldn't be considered the GOAT. It's kind of hard because my favorite's The Rock, but because he never won the title at WrestleMania, that would be a reason why The Rock would never be the GOAT. Who's next? Um, I guess I have to say probably because had Stone Cold not gotten injured against Owen, he really could have been like, because he was still solid wrestling-wise, but he definitely became limited. And he just doesn't have that many great like matches matches. He's, I mean, he's, got, he's got some seriously great ones, but he doesn't have like, you know, I mean, he's got he still he still has um, him and Brett because that that's that's a fucking great or just arguably I one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. But I, that injury definitely shortened his career. I'll say that because his his time in the in the sun was derailed. We had to get fucking neck surgery, which I'm not mad about because then The Rock became the man. So I'm not ever gonna be pissed about it. But like, if he didn't need neck surgery, Stone Cold could probably. He, I think he would undoubtedly be the goat. How about you, Kendo? Bret Hart is not the GOAT because he just didn't have the mic skills needed to carry a segment or a feud verbally. Um, and he still is pissed off at Goldberg to this day, but rightfully so. But he just he doesn't need to say it all the fucking time. We know, <laughs> Bret. Bret, I have loved you as a wrestler for the better part of 30-something years. And yeah, when fucking Goldberg kicked your head into Rosette, it, it fucked everything up. And that is terrible, and your career ended as a result. But at a certain point, you got to stop being pissed off about these things. I mean, you can still be pissed, but you, we know you don't have to tell us every time somebody starts to talk to you and you get interviewed. Dude, I was watching an interview where he was talking about the Montreal Screwjob, and then he goes, and then when Bill Goldberg ended my career, and the rest of the video is him talking about Goldberg. I was yeah, just like, all yeah. right. Yeah, believe me, I love I love Bret Hart. I will never not consider Bret Hart one of my favorites of all time. But like it's like, bro, like stop, dude. your former boss probably got your brother killed and you are okay with that guy. Correct. Now, since we're talking about Brett and Owen, let's uh, list these rivalries. Fuck Mary Kill, Taker versus Kane, Matt versus Jeff, Owen versus Brett. So brothers. Easy. Easy. Marry Brett versus Owen. Fuck Undertaker versus Kane. And kill Matt versus Jeff. Agreed. 
I hate to do this, but I'll third that as well. I mean, Matt versus Jeff was not a very good feud. No. The one match at WrestleMania, is, it's, it's, it's a pretty good match. It's a pretty good match. I did like the build, but that shit got played out real fast. Yeah, I liked Jeff Hardy. I never really dug Matt Hardy. I liked Matt. He just wasn't as popular as Jeff. Well, he was the most daring man to ever leap from the second rope, so, you know, got to give yes. a guy credit where credit's due. That fucking mm. swanton blow the roof out of every fucking building it's in. You can talk people into a lot of things when they're highly intoxicated. Right. What's, what was that? Victory Road was the pay-per-view where yep. he was too fucked up to wrestle. Too fucked bro. up to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And that fan's like, this is, that's fucking bullshit. And Sting goes, I agree. Mm. Up next, we have Sejorjan. Thank you very much. He says, trust, but verify. Like Axel with $5,000 button. $5,000. <laughs> Read my lips. This is bullshit. Now, let's uh, give you that button that you requested. It is right uh, here. Me off, all right, man? Jerk somebody else off. This is bullshit. I need, I need $5,000, not $2,000 thing, man. Don't do this to me. Look, don't be unreasonable. You're not dealing with Johnny Bananas. Come on, yeah. No, I, I, I know I ain't dealing with Johnny Bananas, but can I have my money? Can you, no, look, can I say it slow for you? Look, I need $5,000. Read my lips. $5,000 is what I need. I'd have got him his money. I'm a man of my word. Shit, I, I almost wanted to watch the rest of the movie. And I was like, oh, shit, we're watching. Be- oh, fuck, wait, that was a clip. <laughs> well, when I see you in a month, we'll watch Beverly Hills Cop twice. Goddamn right. Do you have a 4K player yet? I do not. Because it's really one. worth getting one to watch Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. It looks that good on 4K. Nice. Uh, TLJ Screwjob with a generous super chat, he says, We need another crisis like the one that's had its anniversary last week to make people, even for a little bit, realize that pronouns slash 56,000 genders and hashtag grifting doesn't really matter. I do wish people would value each other again. Yeah, because but the I sense don't of unity... think we need to have something happen like what happened on the anniversary oh, hell no. last week in order to get that to occur. No, we just need to kind of. I think we we need to get away from uh from social media, in in, in its entirety because, yeah, that's really having an effect on people. Yeah, human interactions at an all time low. Yeah, and that's a problem. Well, people won't want to talk to each other or bang or anything like that. So eventually, there'll be like nine people left on the planet. Thanks, Twitter. <laughs> thanks, Twitter. Thanks, Facebook. Thanks, Instagram. Thank all of them. It just let you know how shitty people are. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think that. I, I mean, yeah, there are shitty people, but I mean, it seems like social media, uh, especially all, all of them, will always show you real negative stuff because you want to keep watching it, and that's what people will, mm-hmm. you know, kind of pay attention to. So you get in your mind that everybody's shitty all the time, and it's like that's that's really not the case. There are shitty people out there, yes, but not that many. No. And, you know, WCBS is going to start putting spotlights on some positive stuff. I've been working behind the scenes to create a couple shows that elevate good content. You know, I understand. (laughs) What'd you say? Oh, thank God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. When stuff is bad, I'm always going to call it out. But when stuff is good, I'm going to praise it, too. And I'd like people to check out the content that we make about good quality stuff. So be on the lookout for our new series, No BS, coming in 2024. I might actually drop a tester episode very soon to see what you guys think of it. But... Yeah, there's life's too short to be angry about shit. Like, of course, there are bad seasons of shows, but like Ahsoka, 
isn't very good, but it's also not worth like making 50 videos about bitching. It it is what it is. It's it's kind of shitty. It's slow. It's drawn out. It's laughable. It's but it's not Last Jedi bad. Don't let anybody fucking yeah. But make it, you but it's that. yeah. I mean, and you know the reason I'm not watching it because it's fucking Disney Star Wars. I'm like I don't need to watch this. You don't. Yeah. Uh, don't. Here's the thing too. You're not a fucking Clone Wars or Rebels fan, so you're not going to give a shit about half the stupid crap that makes no sense in this show. Yeah. Like. They literally go into the mouth of a space whale and travel through hyperspace. Uh, okay, cool. The whale travels through hyperspace without an engine. They just ride in its mouth because. Uh, there's oh god, I feel I feel like I need Kendo. I need I need your physics knowledge to help me with this. Is that even fucking possible? Who cares, man? It's magic, baby. We're Disney. We make magic. It's fucking space whales. That hop through hyperspace. Shit. Don't worry. Don't think about. Don't worry your pretty little head about it, baby. Just watch it. Just give up your money. Just, when did you become Thunderlips? Right? Yeah, that's, that's Star Wars, right? Baby. See, that's the more interesting question about all this. Um, but no, I'm pretty sure whales can't hyperspace fly. Cut through. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work. Because I feel like the ship would cut through the whale at like light speed and then leave a fucking ship-sized hole in it. Well, no, no, no. The whales have the natural ability to jump into hyperspace, so they just. Oh dear God! Okay, all right, all right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. That's 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 just stupid. Never mind. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, I can't get behind that. I'm done. No. You know what it's I want to do is I want to take space horses, baby. Don't think about it, y'all. <laughs> horses. Just watch it, baby. I just, I want to get the clip of the whales jumping into hyperspace and then juxtapose that with that clip from South Park where they're all dead on the moon. (laughs) That's my favorite moment. Free Willy XYZ or whatever it's called. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like Dion's trying to become the Disney's new marketing guy. It's like, don't worry about it, baby. He's he's their new hype man. Listen, you know. everything. It's all good, man. You know, Disney has essentially become your drunk black uncle. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, what? He's like, don't worry about it, baby. Just, just don't worry about it. Just watch hey, it. Just check. Dion, you know who should really be the spokesperson for Disney in 2024? Who? Mr. Cleo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Can you imagine? Bum clock. Bum, it's a bum clock. Mr. Cleo here to read the charms, read the cards, because why the cards don't lie, darling? The cards don't lie. You want to make some money, baby? You want to make some money? Yeah, you want to make some money, baby? You sound like a prostitute. Hey, hey, I mean, oldest profession in the world, darling. The cards don't lie. Sometimes the cards say you got to... You gotta give somebody a pound of flesh, you dig? <laughs> Let me read your tarot cards, baby. <laughs> Cause the cats don't lie. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. These have been the wise words of Mr. Cleo. <laughs> Call me now. It's been too goddamn long. <laughs> Fuck, I made myself laugh. Okay. Uh, TLJ TLJ Screwjob thank you he says genuinely we have never been as united as we were on December 8th 1941 and September 12th 2001 nothing else mattered except being there for each other 
Yeah, I can't but it, speak on the 1941 it, part it since I wouldn't be born for another 47 years. But thing. Like, you can't make that our entire identity either. Like it, it can't right. be this like cookie cutter thing. Like yeah, man, like that's crazy. But like you know, fuck you. That's not how the world works. You can't wait for a disaster every time for everybody to come together. You got people have to be able to compromise in the meantime. You know, right. I mean, like, wrong. yeah. Don't get me wrong. The world's a crazy fucking place. Who knows what's fucking going on? You know, our boy Putin out here wilding. You know, he's he's trying to... <laughs> motherfucking Russia's starting... They think about mutinizing and shit. We all know how Russians get, you know, when they don't like shit no more. But, you know, but, you know, you have to... Like, time changes things, you know, and people have to learn to compromise, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to your earlier point, you know, the huge thing, especially with so many things... You know, it, it, not just politically, entertainment-wise. You know, you know, you have to learn that it's okay to be wrong. You know, you don't have to be right all the fucking time. It's okay to disagree, and it's okay to disagree. Like you can have friends. You know, as long as your friends ain't out there killing people, you know, you can disagree about shit. You know, making making. And I get it, man. Like you know, we were young men when when nine eleven happened. But that can't be your whole fucking personality. You know, and I get it. You know, 1940, you know, World War II was this fucking great. Bitch, the world's different. It's not easy. Not every, it's not black and white. I'm pun not so much intended, but the world isn't that simple anymore. And you got to learn to disagree with motherfuckers. And you can still hang out and watch movies. And sometimes the movies fucking suck. Fuck. We were together, but the world is a different place. Yeah, I like the sentiment. Like, I'm all about unity. Because uh-huh. I, I always use... The reason we cover pop culture the way we do, besides liking it, is the fact that, you know, pop culture and movies and entertainment are the is the glue that binds us all together. It's not really the force. It's our shared experience <laughs> with these things. And it's not is the movies are becoming less and less universal therefore we're not sharing yeah. those experiences and i think yeah. that creates a less actually fun that's environment a really good fucking point yeah that's actually yeah, yeah no because even um uh when you know my parents my parents moved over here and and you know i was growing up they showed me movies that meant something to them when i grew up my mom loved 80s action movies and 90s action movies so me and my brother would watch the yeah. fuck out of those like my brother, um, our favorite action movie is Tango and Cash. Like, we love that shit. Yeah. Uh, for Christmas one year, I found somebody made custom figures, and I, and I, gave, I gave one to my brother, and I, and I have one from, you know, from Tango and Cash. Um, but, like, that's, that's a very simple universal story, good versus evil, you know? And I think, I think Jeff's right. Like, we're, we're, missing, we're missing that. That's the thing that, you know, will bring us together, these, these stories that you know with with simple morality tales and things like that that are you know fun to watch that aren't really heavy-handed with you know the politics and the ideology and things like that that are just good to watch that's what we're missing um in in our entertainment right now yeah like we can't all go to the movies anymore like you know that's good you know no matter why you don't want to go to a movie like that should bother people like you know, this motherfucker talking about, you know, him and his mom booking love taking on cash. Like, that's important to motherfuckers, you know? And sometimes in movies ain't great, but, like, you shouldn't be basing the thing that brings people together specifically trying to make them divisive. divisive. 
I think a lot of that comes from the net, really. It's a lot of the... I I want... Look at... I. We always try to, you know, ride the line of not getting into, like, boring political real-world stuff. But you got to remember, like, we had a terrible world event happen, and it made people less and less unified. The damn pandemic. Well, and, so and now... It's just, I don't know, it's even well, worse no, it, off now. It, seem, it seems like through these, you know, historical events that we've gone through, especially, you know, 9-11 and things like that, there's all, there seems to be an underlying thing of, like, with that, there was, you know, distrust amongst certain people. And with the pandemic, there was mistrust of people who were unclean and didn't follow certain rules. That seems to be kind of the, the weird narrative that's following these things, and I'm not a fan of it. Because people are adults and are making their own fucking choices. That's, that should be the thing. You know, and the fact that there is distrust against, you know, amongst neighbors, I think is incredible bullshit. It shouldn't happen that way. We should be looking out for each other more than ever and helping each other out more than ever than, you know, we're, we are now, you know, it just, it, do, it doesn't make sense to be this way right now. It really doesn't. I concur, man. That's what I would really like. I, you know, even though it's not a very good movie, super pro or excuse me, semi pro had it right. ELE, everybody love everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's yeah, it's it's just terrible. It seems like with more and more, so especially with social media, there's more and more. Well, once again, with it showing you all the negative stuff, and you constantly being divided by that all the time, and people having people who've been friends for you know decades having minor disagreements about certain political issues, and just having hard lines set in the sand for that is is terrible. You know, I know lots of friends who have. Um, cut off people because they didn't agree uh, didn't agree about certain politics or certain things like that i'm like that's crazy that a person you've known for you know a third or a fourth of your life you just cut off like that because you had a disagreement about a political issue you know unless it's i mean i, I shouldn't even say that but i mean it, it shouldn't happen that way you should be able to discuss it and at least live you know okay knowing that somebody thinks differently from you unless it's you know incredibly dangerous but you know, it just doesn't make sense. It's what makes the world go round. You know, different strokes for different folks. Plus, if everyone was the same, you don't want that. Nobody wants everyone to have the same opinion and the same thought. But when your echo chamber sits in your pocket or you stare at it for 12 hours a day, it's going to change the way your brain operates and the way you're, you think about things. Either yeah. You don't think or you just kind of let the thing think for you. Oh, that guy makes a good point. I'm going to back that. Like, folks, the thing we always want from you guys here is just to have a good time and, you know, share your take on stuff. I don't sit and make, you know, 25-minute videos where I yell into the camera, this is bullshit and you should all think this way. No, I ask, I end every video, folks, what do you think about all this? You know what I think, so let's hear what you have to say. And I read the comments and I'm trying to interact more and more with you guys. And that's the end of it. I yeah. hate when people want to, like, fucking impose their views. Oh, if you disagree with me, you're fucking blocked and dropped and kicked well, out I mean, of the channel. That's how I do things. That's okay. That's, we still love you, though. See, we disagree, but we love you. Well, I mean, and, and, and look and look at this podcast where you know we, we we shouldn't have come together the way the way we all grew up in different parts of the world and and stuff like that, and the way we met up and everything. It you know, it's 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 weird the way it happened. We're like the Avengers. Somehow, I don't know. <laughs> Fine, I'll go with. You won't go with. Yeah, I'll just say that. All right, sure. I yeah. call Hulk. Okay. Um. And I can be uh, Hawkman, is what right, I'll be. Him. I'll be. I'll be Iron Man. Dion's Thor. No, I want to be Thor. Okay, fine. Kendo's Thor. You Nordic <laughs> bastard. Yeah, that's 
factual statement too, so we'll go with that. The Nordic bastard Kendo Slice. That's your new name. (laughs) Yeah, I'm real huge in Sweden, apparently. Oh God, never been there. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, then that's why that's why you know as old farts are nostalgic for like the '90s and early 2000s because things were fucking simpler, man. We could ride our, you know, be be out until you know the the streetlights came on and ride bikes and meet up with our friends and play video games and drink from the hose and all kinds of shit because it was it was simpler, man. That's all. And we yeah. could get on the internet and deal with technology. It's like it was a good win- it was a good medium between yeah. like living a life and having a digital life. But people understood, like, hey, after a while, let's log off and, you know, read a book or touch grass or do something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, uh, you know, you could also uh, disagree about things without being called some kind of ist and being threatened. Man, a bunch of weak people out there, man. Assholes. Yep, those fucking assholes. Crazy motherfucker. Uh, Overkill161, thank you very much for your super chat. Because on Tuesday you said some detractors giving you last angry white guy title. Why that would make a great WCBS T-shirt? Maybe make the haters work for you. <laughs> just okay, have so, a, just have a photo of your face and be like last angry white guy. Yeah, I'll draw it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my god. I'm writing that down. Yeah, I love I love when people peg us as, as as four angry white guys on the internet. I love it so much. I really do. They mistake hilarious. us for other people that we've streamed with in the past constantly, and it's like, cool, I'm glad you uh, watch us and like our content, but at least understand which show you're listening to. That'd be like if I if I bitched about how the WWE is so terrible, but I'm watching fucking Food Network stars or something, and it's like, you're not even watching the same show. Quit bitching about Bobby Flay when you mean Bobby Lashley. It's like... You know. <laughs> That's a giant difference, but you, you, you point. I man. know one's a giant black guy and one's a little Irish guy. And man, a little Irish guy can cook like a mofo. No, Bobby Lashley needs to eat, and Bobby Flay's like, Look, man, you could kick my ass or I could make you an ancho chili porterhouse and change your life. And he goes, <laughs> right. All right, give me the steak. <laughs> All right, you have one hour. <laughs> He's like, I don't even need an hour. He fucking seasons up that steak. Reverse sears it, bastes it in butter, perfect medium rare, chef's kiss. That's one of the things I want for us as a channel to have, a Bobby Flay cooked meal. That's on my bucket list. That's not a joke. Oh, God, we'll fucking die. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, make a power combo. Wait, wait, what'd you say? I'm willing to risk it. If you gotta go, go with a smile. I don't think any of us will be upset if we're having fucking... Bobby Flay meals. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. Bobby Flay. Folks in the chat, tell us your favorite uh, famous chef. Is it Gordon Ramsay? Is it Bobby Flay? Is it Emeril Agassi? Is it Giada De Laurentiis? Tell us both. <laughs> I mean, it, if we're going to qualify it with, you know, things like that, then, you know, Vajada gets up on the list. But uh, in terms of just, like, people I like to watch for the actual cooking of it, then I'm going to go with Bobby. Yeah. Uh, I pick Bobby Flay for just like actual quality cooking content, but uh, who else do I like? I watch a lot of Food Network. That's that's not a secret. If you know me, folks, yeah. which most of you don't, <laughs> but you should get to know us. Join us on Patreon where we talk about our real everyday lives. Uh, I like Food Network. I watch way too much of it. Like nice. anything with barbecue, I watch. Dude, the other <laughs> night we sat down, turned on the TV, and it was chopped 
and then guys grocery games and i'm just like i ain't changing the channel i've changed my mind dude i've come around on guy fieri i used to fucking Good. hate him yeah i know i, I know you used to really now. fucking hate him he just annoyed the shit out of me with his That's fucking fair. sunglasses on backwards. I just wanted to punch him in the back of the head where the nose was supposed to be in the glasses. And I just thought he was an annoying douche. But now he's still kind of a douche, but I like him. <laughs> I turned around on Guy Fury. And if you can change Kendo, we can all change. That's what Rocky <laughs> taught us. Yeah, if I can change Fury. Oh my god! I've always had no issues with him, but I read an article about what how he was a terrible neighbor, how he'd play music so loud and do all this crazy shit. And I'm like, I kind of like him even more because yeah, I'd love to listen. That's awesome. Depends on what he's playing, but yeah, I'm down. I'd tell him straight up. I'd be like, Look, you're a lousy, annoying neighbor, but I like you if you invite me over to barbecues. I would, I would be fucking, you know, honest with him. Like, <laughs> Just yeah, have me over to eat. Yeah, here's a requirement: every time you have a barbecue, you invite, you, you invite me over, or I'm calling the cops. This is how it's gonna work. Make me a plate, bro. I'll be happy to visit yeah. Flavortown. <laughs> Does he call his bedroom that? That's 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 the that's the main question. No, his wife is Flavortown. <laughs> Does she come up that way on the phone whenever whenever she calls him? Um, yeah, she does. <laughs> now, uh, TLJ Screwjob asked for a mega power combo. Yeah, uh, two Tobies and a Hulk breathing. So here you go. I believe. Is this what you mean? Because that's the one half of the mega powers, the mega yeah, the mega powers, and then you got this guy who may or may not be on some substances back in 1989. Thank you, Hulk. Little primatine misc. We'll clear that up. You know what I'd love to hear is somebody to edit his like breathing sounds to the tune of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, just, I think that would that would work out great. If we have any well, folks, out there if you're the listening, chat. there's your mission for the week. Uh, thank you, TLJ Screwjob. Xavier to God says, "Fuck Mary, kill powdered sugar, chocolate glaze, and plain donuts." All right, mm. we might not be friends after this one because donuts are a very serious matter here on WCBS. I'm guessing he's talking about like the little cake donut things you get at the gas station. Uh, for what the plain donuts? Well, because it's the powdered sugar, so I'm thinking he's talking about like them little donuts, right? Oh, like the Daily Madison ones. Yeah. Of those three, I'll fuck. Powdered sugar, Mary, chocolate glazed, and kill plain. Now, for the cinnamon sugar ones, I'm marrying those. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to kill powdered sugar because that stuff would get everywhere and it'd make my teeth feel funny. Um, I'll fuck the plain ones, unless they were like those crumble donuts. Those are great. Um, then I'm marrying chocolate glazed because those will always be special to me. Those, those just feel like childhood. Oh, I'm just realizing something. I have to take something out of the title of this video. I mentioned that we talk about the Aquaman stuff. Uh, long story short, did you hear people are, like, the test audience is walking out because Black Manta kills Aquaman's son, and that's, like, offensive to people? Damn, really? Are you damn reallying the baby or the fact that people are offended? 
No, that they fucking had him kill Aquaman's son. Well, I mean, I guess they're trying to give motivation for the character to be angry and want revenge, but... But he's Aquaman. He's angry and wants revenge because they're messing up his sea people. Yeah, but the bad guys are supposed to be bad. Like, I'm not into infant side, but you gotta be a bad guy. No more of this, oh, they're just misunderstood. No, fuck that. I want villains to be villains. Evil, repugnant so, pieces of shit. Oh, no. No, I, I agree. So apparently this is a bridge too far. Him killing a child or something. I don't know. I thought Zack Snyder making these movies was a bridge too far. And this is what sets people off? DC is in terrible places right now. No, it's not DC. I think the people are a little too fucking sensitive. I think that's what it is, too. I was trying to be diplomatic about it. I absolutely think the fa- if fans are offended by this, you guys need to fucking stop. All right? If you if you think that's an issue that Aquaman, uh, a fictional baby's killed in a movie, calm the fuck down. Like, this is, that that half of the audience makes society just as soft as the fucking weird people. It's like, guys, it's not a Here's movie. how they should have done it. He should have been chasing a kite while they were on a picnic on land. And then he gets run over by a truck that's driven by Black Mantis. <laughs> then people wouldn't be the- as offended. And then and then and then they, then they bury his son in some weird under underground cemetery. Then he comes yeah, back to life. Yeah, drag him to the Micmac burial ground. The ground sour. <laughs> Could Miko Hughes have a cameo in Aquaman? Because I think he needs it. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Was his name Gage Creed? Was that his name? That was him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've only watched that movie once with you guys. We watched Pet Cemetery together. We didn't do it for the channel. I thought we just watched it together. Uh, I don't recall that one. Hmm. Well, let's fix that for Schlocktober <laughs> one of these years. That's fine. We can watch that. I mean, I like it. it. It fucked me up when I was like seven years old and saw it. No, dude, no. That, and, and like that, the, and it's funny because the way they the way they shot it, you always play like put it in your mind is like the kid. You see the kid getting run over, but you never do. It's just the way the imagery is and everything works out. Yeah. Where the cuts are, it's really jarring. It's very jarring. Um. The remake was terrible. Oh god, it was so bad. That was so That's what bad. we watched. Oh yeah, we watched okay, we watched the remake. Alright, that's what it was then. That makes sense. That makes sense. Controversial hot take. I have never found a single Stephen King movie scary. I found them good to great, but I've never been like legitimately freaked out by anything Stephen King related. No, they're not the frightening movies. at all. No, 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 no. And I guess that's fine. Because not everything needs to have, you know, psychological terror or Tom Atkins in it. But just <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Come on. It's Tom Atkins, man. Come on. Yeah, he's got a diet named after him and everything. He's He's got some new action figures coming out. I was watching Halloween 3 last night. What a fucking phenomenal movie. Oh, is, is there a Halloween 3 figure coming out? No, it's a... Oh, yeah, it is a no, Halloween 3 figure. Sam Chouse is only going to be available at the 45-year anniversary in Pasadena. Ah, damn it. Never mind. I know, right? The Night of the Creeps figure's gone up in value, so you have that, right, Nick? Uh, yes, I do. Hold on to that bad boy. He'll never open him up. Uh, okay. Well, now I'm not. Now I'm really not gonna fucking open it up. Okay. I got my Garbage Day figure sitting in the box still. I'm hoping once Eric Freeman becomes an Oscar award winner, that people will finally realize the value of this toy that I paid retail for. Oh God, I, I might get Tom Atkins to sign that um, uh, that figure then and put a picture like. Put a picture on it or whatever that he, he actually signed it so I can tell it later on for for more money. Nick, we should have a social experiment. If if this doesn't already exist, we should start the Twitter account Tom Atkins Mustache and see if we can get a million followers. <laughs> like, Tom Atkins Mustache likes Coca-Cola. 
Oh my god! Every, hold on, I'm actually gonna write this one down because um, it, it'll be it'll be a self-aware, sentient mustache that speaks in the third person. Uh, Twitter. Watch. I have no time now, but I'll make some free time. Like when I go to the bathroom, I'll tweet as Tom Atkins mustache. We'll see if we can get every follower. We can get the Soska sisters, Linnea Quigley, all of them. That'd be awesome. Uh, up next, we have our friend Bear Beard Whiskers. What a great name! Mm-hmm. A, philo- a philosopher once said that the best way to fight against things this is like this is humor. Well, I'm all about fighting with humor because yeah. if you make people laugh, then it kind of uh, you know, it makes everything better. It either sucks the air out of the seriousness, or it just gives people uh something to I don't know. Help them forget the bad shit. Yeah, yeah and if they don't laugh, tell them to have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, no, comedy is, comedy is, I think, more important now than ever before, and it needs to just quit being um, censored so much and looked after and, you know, cleaned up. Just let it be what it is, man. That's fine. If you And once again, if you don't like it, don't watch it. Don't write a fucking tweet about it. Just don't watch it. You know, that's yeah. it. Well, writers of the Mary Sue and your ilk, fuck off. God yeah. damn. Show uh, that Adam, bottle up your ass. <laughs> sideways. Mm. Adam Walford says, hey, Jeff, did you see what I sent you on Facebook? I did not. Did you send it via the group or did you send it to me on Messenger? Because I did not see that, Adam. If you'd like to resend it to me or post it in the group and tag me, I will check it out as soon as you do. Mpaws, thank you very much for your very generous super chat. Uh, thank you, folks, to everybody tonight who's been supporting WCBS. We greatly appreciate you on our road to 200K, our road to episode 400, and a whole lot more. WCBS, guys, we have the energy. We have the ability. We're back and happier than ever to do this. So join us each and every week as we ride through this weird world of 2023, 2024, and every year that we exist. He says, Mpaws says, I come seeking the knowledge of Ken Dukin. Please tell the class, what steps did Harding, Coolidge, and Hoover take to repair the nation after the screw-ups of Wilson? Also, why so much hate towards Gerald Ford? Well, I'll answer that one, because you all look like Gerald Ford. That's the fucking problem. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, Ken Dukin, could you please enlighten our friends? So, Gerald Ford got a bunch of hate because he pardoned Nixon, and government distrust was at a new height and it looked like cronyism but the thing is by pardoning nixon he saved the country from going through a very divisive time and the potential trial of richard nixon so in hindsight that was actually probably the best thing he should have done at that point but it also caused him a lot of trouble and he ended up losing re-election um might actually have been his first chance to be elected to the presidency since he inherited it uh, to Jimmy Carter. And um, what steps did Harding, Coolidge, and Hoover take to repair the nation after its groups of Wilson? I mean, they did a... Harding took a definite hands-off approach to things, um, but then he also had a uh, cabinet that was rife with scandal, teapot dome and all that shit. Coolidge is actually one of the better presidents we've ever had because he handled the executive branch the way you're supposed to. He only got involved when shit needed to be involved in, but for the most part, he just kind of let things go on their own way. And Hoover 
also didn't let the government get involved in a lot of things. Stock market crash, and he probably should have got involved, but he didn't. And things were kind of starting to rebound a little bit, but people were pissed. And so they voted for the uh, commie in wolf's clo- or sheep's clothing, that is FDR. Uh, thank you, Ken Dukin, for your wise knowledge. Uh, also, to shoot back to Adam Wofford's super chat, he had said a time traveler says that a giant space creature will soon be found by NASA. Uh, this is a message he sent me. So if we have a time traveler, why hasn't he been giving us better advice? But if there's a giant space creature, see, the thing that sucks is like a lot of crazy shit could happen, but everyone's going to be focused on like Taylor Swift and all this other dumb shit. They're, like, they're not going to care about space whales and all this crap. Oh, Taylor Swift, uh, she's coming to fucking Detroit, blah, blah, blah. She's going to save the city. It's like, no, she doesn't come to your town and save the air. No. <laughs> Nobody cares about anything important. They care about the dumbest shit. The pumpkin spice latte of pop culture, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Every woman in America <laughs> likes her, and dudes are like, what the fuck ever. They have a whiskey. <laughs> I'm glad I I'm glad I said that on the show. She's the that's pumpkin. the name, dude. That's gonna be the name of the fucking clip for tomorrow. I literally wrote this down with a timestamp. It says uh, Taylor Swift pumpkin spice latte of pop culture, right here, <laughs> at one hour twenty nine minutes. Thank so uh, maybe I'll have some fun with a title card. I'll put her head in like a pumpkin spice latte or something. There you go. There you go. People people will click on the link thinking, oh, they're going to drown Taylor Swift. That's fucked up. <laughs> Watch yeah, the content. <laughs> dude, dude, that, well, here, when, whenever, when, if you make, yeah, whenever you make the, the, the card, send it to me so I can post on social media everywhere because I'm sure people will, like, they'll, they'll click on it and they'll be like, what the fuck is this? We'll get Swifties after us. That's good. You know, good. Our first, like, our first blood feud on social media is us versus the fans of Taylor Swift. Four dudes versus ten million women. I know the numbers are not in our favor, but god damn it, we're gonna win. <laughs> we got an army of 200,000 on our side. We will have uh, those Swifties second-guessing themselves, because for every one of them, Kendo can take down a hundred with some logic. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Adama, thank you very much for your very generous super chat. Hail, guys. I realize that it's a comedy. However, there was an Indian guy that practiced martial arts with, with, that I practiced martial arts with back in high school. He had to quit because people kept picking fights with him and he fell behind in school. Oh, shit. If he, if he was, if he was Indian and fell behind in school, he must have, his parents must have fucking hated him. You would think with all those fights that he was getting into, he would have gotten a lot better in martial arts, though. Getting all that experience. Yeah, but I mean, I know, I know, and when when you study things like that, like the one thing they tell you is like, don't you know, don't fight unless you have to, kind of thing. That's always to like in all of their teaching yeah. and rhetoric is like, don't I, do it unless I'm you aware. Have to. I did it. So okay, okay. It was always this is a self defense mechanism. So yeah. if somebody's trying to pick a fight with you and starting shit, self defend yourself. All it takes is for you to beat the shit out of one of those crackers, and they'll leave you alone. <laughs> eh, I don't know, man. I don't know. De- depends depends on where you live. I mean, I live in the south. So the, the, a lot of them are pretty dumb. I know. Um, and all it takes is one brown bomber to whoop their ass, and then they'll kind of back down a little bit because do you want to be the guy that starts shit with the kid and then gets your ass kicked? No. Yeah. Oh well. Is that Nick's new name, Brown Bomber? <laughs> No, let's I mean, not do that. Let's not do no, that. Not. That was Joe Lewis's nickname, and I 
would never put Nick in a category with Joe Lewis. Oh, thanks, buddy. I, I think Nick deserves his own arena like that, dude. They tore it down. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Dion and I went there the last uh, couple of months it was ever in existence. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that yeah, that that, that sucks. I'm glad. I'm I'm sad he got. I'm sad he got picked on. Um, once again, you know, people are assholes. Counterpoint: The school I went to, the Indian kid never got picked on. We liked Bombsy. Still friends with him on Facebook. He's a doctor and lives in Florida. <laughs> of course, he's a doctor. And he married a, a white lady. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> you got to assimilate the somehow. American dream. Yeah, but to say you got to assimilate somehow. That's how you do it. Yeah, and his family is super fucking traditional. His graduation was at like the St. Louis Indian like center. Oh my god. There was me and a couple other dudes, and we were the only white guys in that entire fucking building. Did they did they at least feed you? Oh yeah, there was a lot of really good food there, man. It was like fucking curry, like does uh, the Bombay mix type shit, like snacks, uh, fucking you name it. It was there. It was awesome. Is that where your love of Indian food stems from? <laughs> no, it's just really fucking good. It's flavorful and it's spicy. It's awesome. You're not going to hear me argue. I enjoy it myself. Oh my God. And non bread is like a fluffy, tastier version of a fucking pita. Because everyone's like, oh, pita bread's great. Pita bread to me tastes like fucking stale camel. It's just not. Stale camel. I only eat fresh camel myself. <laughs> oh, God. Nothing's better than a good garlic naan. The only problem oh, is they God. never yeah. give you enough of it. That's, yeah, that's also factual. <laughs> that's because they want you to pay for it. That's why. Oh. Is that. Fuck it. I'm just gonna order. Here's like the 10 orders here's the it. funny here's the funny thing about, about about this. Like whenever Indians walk into a Chinese restaurant, they fucking hate us immediately. <laughs> it doesn't matter what time of day we are, how early we are, how late we are, they immediately fucking hate all of us. Well, there's some probably some kind of Asian disliking amongst each other because I've learned that um, uh, Asians don't like other Asians. Nope, <laughs> that's 100 percent true. Because like. I've 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 gone uh, I've gone to Indian restaurants with with my I mean I've gone to some Chinese restaurants with my Indian friends before and it's like middle of the day, and they will give us the shittiest look and take forever with our food and keep getting order wrong and it'll just be a terrible experience sometimes. I'm just like, God damn you guys. Yeah, and and, and they also tend to faction off really quickly. Like <laughs> yeah, they do. I I've learned that we don't like China for their several reasons but we're okay with japan for the most part we're kind of okay with south korea indonesians it depends on the day and we look at vietnamese very suspiciously (laughs) which i'm like yeah we've kind of i mean i get you right there we kind of have a bad history with them but that was sort of our own doing but at the same time kind of theirs too so but yeah I've, i've i've learned quite a bit in the last couple years about you know what Asians like each other and what Asians don't. Yeah, but yeah, and and, and it's and it's yeah, it's it's oh God, it's so funny. Um, um, what is it during the whole di- like the, the college diversity thing or whatever that happened um, in the U.S. It's still happening. Uh, Asians were Asians were pegged as white people. Nice. I'm not kidding. Like that's that that's that's a category because like whenever whenever they they had you you know do the college thing if you were if you were marked as Asian you were like put in the white category and then that was it you weren't given. Like you weren't even put in the you know in the, in the thing. See, anymore. there you go. You made it. You're one of us now. Aren't you happy? You ascended. There is Nick, a caste system. Here I don't know. I don't know what Nick, else to say. 
I'll, I'll have a random aside. Nick, you need to go to a Chinese restaurant with me. The old Asian ladies like me. They always give me the best service. Because they, you. they think you're going to stomp on them. That's why, yeah. Jeff. They're like, he can walk in here and, one, destroy our fucking inventory budget. And two, he could just, with one flick of his fingers, send us flying through that wall. Well, that's power you can't the buy. large man. Well, everyone I've been to has done a good job. Restaurants, not people. Uh well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, not, 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 not every time I've, not every Chinese place I've been to has, you know, been like that. But like, quite more, more than, more than half have kind of been like, well, since you, you know, you guys are here, we have a problem. Like, geez, if you really? went into a Pakistani restaurant, would they look at you crossed? <laughs> first Is of all, there's such a thing. Yeah, I was about to say. First of all, there has to be a Pakistani restaurant, Kendo. Theoretically. <laughs> second, second, secondly, it has to actually be open and functioning, and you know, be worthy of you know of, of food and people actually going there. So you know, there's that too. Fair enough. <laughs> Xavier to God, thank you very much. He says, Jeff, what do you like more, Dragon Ball Xenoverse one or two more? And what did you think about the games? And what race did you pick for your character avatar? Okay, I do actually own this game. A lot of times people say, ask me anime-based questions, and I go, sorry, I don't know. I have that game for the Switch. Uh, I've only played the first one, so I can only say I like the first one more. And I don't remember what my avatar was, because I got the game, and I didn't necessarily love it. I didn't like the fact that you had to walk around the hub world and do all this random crap. I just, when it comes to DBZ, I either want to play stuff that is just like the TV show, or I want random fighting games that look just like the cartoon come to life. So, I can't go any deeper than that, but I did enjoy it. I like Dragon Ball Z. I, to me, I guess I grew up with DBZ at a time where it's not as... And I, I, I apologize for the wording here. It's not as foreign to me as other anime or other shows, because I just grew up with it. It just feels very familiar. Now, other stuff, like... Uh, what, Naruto and that kind of crap. I don't know anything about it. And some of them I just will never get into. I just don't want to. Now, One Piece, I'm watching the live action show. So that's a little different. But DBZ feels as, you know, familiar to me as many other shows. And uh, I don't even know what I was getting on about that. My point is, I don't remember my avatar, but I've liked many Dragon Ball Z games. Except the one for PS1. That shit was hard and the frame rate was terrible. So... Uh, Xavier to God, thank you very much. Another very generous super chat from Adama. Thank you so much, Adama. He says, with The Rock and Cena being back at WWE, where do the battle lines fall with the bloodline and its enemies? Cody, Sammy, KO, Jay on Raw, and Cena, AJ Styles. Maybe The Rock on SmackDown. Will any of it take uh, take them down at the Royal Rumble? And then it's me, Austin. Uh, All right, the so answer to that question lies in when does the Film Actors Guild strike end? That's that's true. Because that's once true. that happens, then you won't see Rock and Cena anywhere near WWE for a while. Yeah. yeah. I wish The Rock would just quit acting. I don't care if he wrestles, just quit acting, Rock. Yeah, because yeah, he's 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 kind of he's kind of spent there. I think I think he's he's uh, he stretches goodwill with people too far, and it's like, all right, dude, we we know you're just gonna be the rock whatever the fuck you do. It's not entertaining anymore. Just stop. Yep. And the idea of him coming back and trying to win the belt or something along those lines, it's just like if you're trying to build new stars, you're trying to push the company into the future, throwing the belt on anybody that's 
you know, 50 something years old. I don't care if it is Cena or the rock is not the way to do it. I know this sounds terrible, but I don't give a shit. I don't care about the future. I want to see the rock win the title at WrestleMania. It's never happened. That's the last thing on his, uh, you know, career list of things to do. And I'll be a mark for it and be happy. But that's wait. He did win the title at WrestleMania. Never. He's never won the belt at WrestleMania in his entire career. Rock Austin at WrestleMania 19 wasn't for the belt. No, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Kurt Angle was for the title, and Booker mm. T versus Triple H. But see, the thing is, everyone's like, oh, The Rock needs to come back and fight Roman Reigns, blah, 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 blah. That You don't even need the title belt in the picture for that to be a money-drawing match to get everybody's eyes on the product. That's the thing. Like, you don't have to have the title online for that to happen. Because here's the thing. What happens is, is this. Rock beats Roman Reigns to dethrone him and, you know, slap his dick on the table as being the head of the table. Gotcha. Okay, great. So now The Rock has the belt. Who does he lose to? I mean, I don't care that far. I just would like to see The Rock win the belt. <laughs> I get that, but I'm just, from a booking standpoint of what's going to happen with this company, what you have to know where you're going after that, or at least have an idea, because clearly The Rock would just be a transitional champion at that point because, you know, he's in his 50s. And he's been doing stuff, been physical for most of his life. He can't keep it up forever. And as soon as the Film Actors Guild decides to go back to work, he's going to go back to acting. Well, Kendall, I I think the answer I would have for you is because of the new business and the new direction with this company, they need to get bankable stars. Because in UFC, you can't really craft a star like you can in wrestling. Because, you know, it's real talent-based. It's real sport. It's real, you know... These people are getting their asses whooped. Wrestling is a little different where you can bring out a classic wrestler and book them a certain way and kind of gimmick that emotion or elicit that emotional response in a controlled environment. And realistically, there is no bigger star than The Rock. I know in the Attitude Era, Stone Cold sold a shirt every three seconds and, oh, this rating and that pop and other dirt sheets and all these other people. But, like, The Rock was the, is the big one. Like, I'll say over Stone Cold. It's like Hulk Hogan, Rock, then Stone Cold. And Stone Cold has come back and wrestled, and that was great, and I'm all for that. But uh, The Rock never got that one last match because he's been holding off, telling people, I got all this shit in me. This is it, and I think this is the perfect time to cash in on it because once you, if you don't do it now, it'll be too late. And they got, there are building talent. I think the only person that wouldn't uh, benefit, or the only person that's hurt by this is Cody Rhodes. And then Mark's on the internet, oh, but Cody Rhodes' story, it's got to be finished. I don't fucking care. Cody Rhodes is going to be fine. He's the ultimate face right now. Let him beat Seth Rollins. Let The Rock lose. And then let Cody Rhodes beat The Rock. You can have a fucking family versus family story. If it's all about my father this, my father that, Rock can say, well, I don't know if they're, his dad or grandpa wrestled Dusty Rhodes, but they can buy into that story. And then give Cody Rhodes the rub. Then he's not only the champion, he beat The Rock. Like, Roman Reigns... That's got to be a more personal story because it's such a bullshit, you know, convoluted mess as it is. So I would want to see Rock Roman Reigns for the belt and let The Rock get the belt and have that big WrestleMania moment and then drop it to Cody Rhodes and let Cody Rodes have his moment in the sun. And you can write off The Rock forever. Let his candy ass retire. But this is it. This is when you have a star at this caliber and you can make this much money off of him. It's what it is. People got to remember wrestling is a business. It's not a. It's not a, a, I put in my time or what the marks on the internet want. Because if you listen to what everybody on the internet said, and believe me, we're on the internet. I fall into this category. But, like, 
CM Punk would be champion for fucking ever, and mm. everything would be strong style Japanese wrestling, and AEW would be the only wrestling out there. Like, fuck that stuff. I like AEW too. I'm into all the different forms of wrestling around the world. But I don't like this outlaw mud show bullshit that people, oh, indie wrestling's so strong, it's this, it's that. I sit through these AEW pay-per-views. We pay money for those. They're fucking difficult at times. Mm. Scissor me daddy ass. You think that's better than if you smell what the rock is cooking? No, thank you. By the way, have you ever seen those, Kendo? That promo scissor me daddy ass? Yeah, and it makes me fucking change the station. This is There's why I refer to AEW the way I do and why I don't fucking like AEW. And then, yeah, they've got some decent shit that comes up, but it's so hard to wade through all the dumb shit. And then just now I pull up Facebook. What's the first thing I see? Fucking Twinkle Toes McFinger Bang wrestling the nine-year-old. And then oh, you wonder girl? why I don't take his ass seriously. How many of the WWF ta- or E talent that they've f- cut is Tony Khan going to pick up? Oh, dude, easily he's going to pick up some of those. Like, fucking Ziggler's going because, his, like I said, and, and like I told you guys earlier in the chat and our, you know, other friend group wrestling-centric chat for the most part, anyone that's friend with fucking Kenny and the Buckaroos has got a job. And Ziggler is adjacent to that because his brother is one of their fucking big ball washers. So he's going for sure. But yeah, I guarantee you they're, you know, fucking Tony Khan is licking his lips at who he's going to go grab off of that list. You sure it's not the Coke he's got on his lips that he's licking off? I mean, he's probably fucking doing a little column A, a little column B there. No I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and gets Mustafa Ali and Mansoor and decides he wants some sweet Saudi money. Oh, God, please don't do that, Tony Khan. It'd be fucking hilarious. It would be, that, would, that would make my day. Then that would... Everything that we were saying about how AEW just tries to emulate the late 90s WCW and WWE would just... That would fall right into that category of, yeah, that's pretty much what Tony Khan's doing. Uh, thank you to our friend uh, Adama for all your wonderful super chats tonight, and we always love to talk about wrestling. By the way, folks, I don't want to keep announcing stuff way early in advance, but this year's WrestleMania is WrestleMania 40, and I've been to these WrestleMania since 2006. So I'm thinking about doing a solo podcast about my experiences going to WrestleMania from 2006 onward. I'll put it on the podcast feed, and it would just be, you know, maybe a 20-minute thing. But I wrote down an idea of how I could talk about... Uh, the trip, the card, the event, the world in 2006, and so on. So be on the lookout for that. It would start maybe in November, because I'd like to do an episode a week in the build-up to WrestleMania 40. Xavier to God has a fuck, Mary kill. Nick, I'd love to hear your take. Halloween ends, Black Mass 2019, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Jesus Christ, man. Really? Xavier to God, you really fucking hate me, don't you? Or us in, <laughs> in general. Shit. And that that's all you because I've only seen one of those movies, and that's one too many already. That's I, I no fucking argument here. Yeah. Oh God. Um, I'm going to choose Cyanide because that's a that's a a, a better idea than those three movies. I'm sorry. Are you gonna just eat a bunch of apple seeds to die? Or yeah, yeah, to yeah. I'm Nick, going to do it Nicky slowly. Apple seed. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm gonna fucking do it because all those movies are. Terrible, and I'd rather die slowly than watch them again. I tried to watch Halloween 2018 the other night because I was bored and tired. You had to have been. 
yeah, I turned it off. I got to the part where, uh, basically I wanted to watch the one scene where Michael Myers walked through Haddonfield with all that bitchin' music, and then, I, I hate that movie. It's so dumb. Because, like, and, and you, you can clearly tell, like, they treated it like fucking Star Wars, where they didn't have an, a running idea for all three of them, so all three of them, Michael's different in each movie. You know? Yeah. Like his movements are different, his motivations are different, like, it just doesn't make sense. Thank you, James Jude Courtney. You're an okay actor, but you're not Nick Castle good. Uh, but to answer your question, Xavier to God, I will fuck Black Christmas, Merry Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I haven't seen it, and Kill Halloween Ends. Because fuck that movie, dude. That is clown shoes stupid. God damn it. No, I would... I, out of that list, I would, I would have to kill Black Christmas 2019. Have to. Have to. It's... Got it, Jeff. He's got to. It's... It's the fucking worst. You want you you, you want the epitome of a, of a woke movie? That's it right there. It's well, terrible. it's not sci-fi, so no one will care. Black Christmas, I'd rather be kicked in the balls. But the very next day, you took them away. I, I watched the goddamn movie anyway. <laughs> Dude, no, I, I know. I'd rather I'd rather take a a running chainsaw to the balls rather than watch that movie. Yikes! Yeah, it could be arranged. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could make that happen if you really want. No, I don't. I'm just saying. If... I have access to a chainsaw. I'll oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks. I have access to you. I'll see you in a couple weeks in Florida. I can bring said chainsaw. <laughs> Good luck getting it through TSA. I'll tell them what it's for, and, you know, they're all fans of the show. So they'll be like, oh. Be like, it's for that guy right there, and he'll point at you. And they'll be like, you yeah, okay. Oh, my God. They'll just literally look the other way. That's yeah. true. Did That's anybody true. else pack the, your bag for you? Yeah, that guy right there. <laughs> he said it was going to be a really bang, you know, explosive day. Oh, my God. Uh, Adam Wofford, thank you very much. He says, I sent you the message on Messenger. I did read it, Adam, and I discussed it a moment ago. So thank you for your super chat. Adama, what's up? He says, I agree with Nick about us. As people, we need to calm down, ease up on the online rage, and treat others with respect. Being present in person with people and enjoying their company is a start. I like that. Yeah, because well, I mean, one thing I noticed even even when 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 we're with friends, even when we're with each other, like we'll we'll, we'll say hi and hug, and then we'll sit down and we'll be on our phones again. It's like it's like that needs to kind of stop happening. I mean, you what's know? that tell you? <laughs> uh, we're not that interesting. No, I was gonna say that clearly Nick's friendship ain't worth much, and it's just easier to be on the phone. Did we actually have that problem at Horror Hound? I think we were. No, we didn't actually. Trip. We we really didn't. I think the only time I I think the the only time I look at my phone was to check time and to make sure we had enough time to get to the restaurant. Like that was the only that was the only thing I would check. Um, I was kind of burnt out on Sunday, so after a little while, I was just like, ah, oh, I'm still hungover. Let's uh, see what's up with my phone. But other than that, we talked constantly. We did. We did. Pretty sure every time we always all hang out, the only time we're on our phones is when we're literally just sitting around watching something on TV because we're just tired and or hungover or don't feel like dealing with shit. That's, that's or we're like, looking for food. Yeah, or we're looking for food. Like we're just gonna hang out in this room together and we're just gonna fuck around on our phones and just you know make snide comments about whatever it is we're watching or each other. Well, Kendo, you, you you always do the latter, so it's fine. And then we'll laugh. Everybody will have a good time. Apparently, Nick's feelings are secretly getting hurt, but that's more of a him problem. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I write I, I write uh, long poems in my in my notepad function about you know what you guys think what what I think you guys think about me. That's you write you write me. sad yeah. songs in the style of Taylor Swift about us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge yeah. me, goddamn it. Mr. Swifty. <laughs> Just because I have all the bracelets, bracelets doesn't make me a bad person. Okay. Is that what she sells her bracelets? I don't fucking know. I'm guessing. It's all stupid shit for me. It like, is stupid I... shit. It is stupid shit. Oh, I can't believe we talked about her as much as we did tonight. I know. I know. Xavier God says, Jeff, I suggested you play my favorite DB game, Raging Blast 2. You play the game for the music and the game modes. It's on PS3 and 360 only. Oh my god. God. You know what's weird to think is that the 360 is 18 years old. Yeah, and Microsoft is just decommissioning it like next month, I think. Yeah, in October. It's a damn good system. You know what? You know mm-hmm. what else? I, you know what else I found out as well? Apparently, the Evil Dead game is um is getting turned off, or like they're not updating it anymore either. I think it's something to do with that Unity um engine, which pisses me off because our friend of the channel. I I gotta look more into it. So don't. I'm not speaking with authority okay, on that okay, topic. Okay. I'm just fine. like I think that's what's going on. But our friend Med Cheesemo of the channel bought us a copy of the evil dead and i like that game and i'm pissed that i can't that play game, it anymore dude yeah no i played it for like three or four days a week ago and i was like this game is still fun like i always play the plays of demons because it's way more fun doing that um but i yeah i enjoy, I enjoy the shit out of it man but that sucks um i mean i'm trying to master the texas chainsaw massacre one right now and then we got um the hell is it uh killer clowns coming out i think at the end of this year so we should play texas chainsaw massacre together on twitch I'm down, dude. I'm I down. have the game, so there's no, you know, no reason not to. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down. I'm down for that. Yeah, All let's right. do it. Let's chase. Let's chase some teenagers and kill them, man. Yeah. Uh, can I be Chop Top in the game, or do we have to be Leatherface? Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't care. R- right now, I'm. I- I've been playing uh, as Cook uh, for a while. I've been trying to get that character up. Oh, see, I haven't turned my copy on. I downloaded it and I never played it, so. <laughs> Well, run run through it a couple of times for sure. Kind of get the, oh, kind of get the hang of it, dude. I would not play it on Twitch before you know learning what to do. Yeah, because people just message you get good. All right, you want me to see me get good? Let's play fucking uh, all these other games I'm good Let's, at, like Halo yeah, Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get good. Fucking join me in Halo Three right now. Let's see if you can get good. It's like all right, sons. Uh, I had a fucking match the other week where my team quit on me. And it was me and another dude, and I got 21 kills. So, like, I didn't feel too bad. Damn. Suck a dick. Uh, not you directly. Just the invisible people that talk shit. Yeah, I know. Okay, good. Um, so, folks, I think we've reached the end of the show. I didn't want it to go this long, but hey, we had a great time. So, is there anything else you guys want to say before we put this baby to bed? No. All right. Uh, Nick, same for you. I'm good, man. I'm good. All right, folks. This has been a fun one. Make sure you share this all over social media. Help spread the word of WCBS. I'll be back next time. Well, we'll be back next time with more next week. Same time, same channel. But if you're in the Midwest, come to the Cincinnati Comic Expo. I'll be there. I'll have the banner. I'll be selling Stealing Solo. Uh, it's you know, It's got good hype. Like I said, people are dropping Super Chats to tell us how much they like the book. So that's a gratifying feeling. But... Uh, yeah, be on the lookout for our videos. Check out today's video. Check out the toy video. And I'm going to be making a trip to some more locations out of state to see what's up. Plus, I also have a new retail rating video uh, coming your way later in the month, beginning of October. 
So folks, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash worldclassbs to hear Schlocktoberfest come early with a topic we can't even talk about here on YouTube. But don't worry. It's, it's like Jerry Springer's too hot for TV. It's too hot for YouTube. Oh my god. Let's let's put those on video cassettes and start selling them. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, that's fine with me. I'm sure they'll make a comeback at some point. I'm sure they well, there's won't. there's a niche market for it. We should just capitalize. It's like YouTube content on VHS tapes. Why? Because we can. <laughs> You'll probably hit like the fucking Gen Z market. They'll be like, what? Well, really? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll try it. Yeah, they'll, they'll be the ones to probably buy it. We own all of our own content. We should do that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, folks, this has been a great show. Thank you for watching. Be smart. Be safe. Be cool. But always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Dot com.